2: It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon, reunited, the, the full team, the trio, you've got JB there. Hello Tim. What, just about still here, we didn't think you were going to be here on Friday. <laughs> I weekend. am not feeling well, but
3: I'll, I'll crack on. Did you actually go to hospital? Yeah, on Saturday night. Wow. Woo. Straight after the game. Big hit.
2: Not exactly, did no. you go? Did you go in and say, get me a doctor, not my wife? Get me a doctor, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs>
1: and hello, Phil. Hello, Tim.
2: Uh, right, I'm going to set you a little um, hypothetical here. Of course. And I'll explain why. So, you are the coach of a team. It's a tight game. You are nine points down with 15 minutes remaining. And one of your players clearly drops the ball... Mm. as they're running towards the try line. The referee, unsighted, gives a try inexplicably. All the players are looking around a bit embarrassed, but the attacking team start jogging back. Um, you're the coach of the team. What do you do? Hang on. So my team have scored. Your team have scored.
3: But you think that you know that... It shouldn't have been given. It. Yeah, it should not have it been was, given.
2: It was... It was there was never ever. It wasn't even a marginal. There was, oh, easy. There was no question.
3: What would you, what do you do? You you celebrate like wild, and you <laughs> act <acting> credulous <laughs> if anyone questions you.
1: Um, no, it depends what game this is. If it was an important game, I've got a feeling that I, I'm thinking Premiership. Are you thinking Premiership? If it's Premiership, but yeah. I suspect it's not. If it's if it's a less important game, uh, and particularly if there are children involved, I would I would hope that coach would do the right thing, and
3: flag to all involved of course i mean if a coach was in charge of children he'd be a scumbag if he didn't (laughs) didn't do the right thing phil i mean it goes well saying but we're obviously talking about highly highly coached professionals here right yes uh if it's highly coached professionals we're winnings everything we're not kids celebrating. experience
2: yeah okay Uh, this was this this really happened today Uh it Uh happened at sedgley park oh Oh. phil largan sedgley park who were playing against (laughs) raffi quirks broughton park
3: and you'll As be. By the way, I've got more games for, for Broughton Park ones than than Raffy Quirk. Can we call <laughs> it more than Broughton Park?
1: More than Raffy Quirk and Simon McIntyre
3: combined? Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: and Dan Scarborough.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, you'll be very pleased to know, and I'm very pleased to report that a, a credit to Sedgley Park, a credit to rugby. The coach walked across to the referee and said, "Sir, you you cannot award that try.
3: Fair play. Well done." that is, I, I'm, I'm I have impressed. A feeling the story's going to be about you, Tim, but it's not. <laughs> well done. Well done. it going to be about
1: you getting the champagne out and spraying <laughs> it in the losers' faces. <laughs> I had the ski mask
3: on, spraying yeah. the champagne.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it was brilliant, and I, I just That's went up. To, I just went up to the coach and said that was really classy. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. good, it's, good stuff. Yeah. That's
1: great to hear, my beloved Sedgley Park.
2: Yeah, setsy, good uh, club. Who, who was the coach? Anyone that we'd know? Uh, no, I don't know, but whoever the coach was of the Sesley Park under-15s, um, well done. Credit, yeah. credit to rugby and the club, and um, and yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So if, I thought I'd start on a nice positive. But, but, but if
3: you are in the Manchester area and you're under-14 and you've got talent, don't go to Sesley Park. Come to Tim Cocker's under-14s. <laughs> under-15s, but <laughs> under yeah. Under-15s, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also if, if it's
1: the premiership final and you drop the ball over the line, s- start celebrating. Oh yeah, like Neil Back. Like I'm, I'm
2: here for Neil Back's <laughs> hands in the Heineken uh, Cup uh, final. At what
1: age is it okay to cheat?
3: So <laughs> <laughs> I think anything Colt. I call rugby is okay to cheat. If you can get away with it, you do Sen- it. Senior Colts. Senior yeah, Colts. Senior yeah, that's, Colts when, onwards, start, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when we start. Yeah. That's when we started teaching them to cheat. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs>
2: Uh, right, we are everywhere you get your podcast. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. We're the only podcast that's there for you 52 weeks of the year, and this is our 10th season. If you appreciate it, uh, you can hit subscribe, you can leave a five-star review, and you can get more content at patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. Um, actually, uh,
3: tell me about your... Um, oh, you didn't play any rugby? You- no, I did. I did. I, I, I attempted 10 minutes, and it, it, it got too much for me. You're so. in crippling pain, and you still attempted rugby. Yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot, and it wasn't even the <laughs> first team game, mind you. If it's the first team game, I, def- I, def- I definitely wouldn't have played. So yeah. it was a second team game. First team were off. We've got witness next week in what will always be a great game. Talk mm. H versus witness. Looking forward to that one. So w- the second team we're about to play, Ulm kurzel who maybe you don't recognise them as a big club, Phil, because... Mark Guaito's yeah, also yeah, the yeah. well, de- de- They've always been a decent club. Yeah, a decent club, but I, I guess, yeah. you know, the one who registered it when you're in the National Leagues, but certainly a big regional club.
2: Yes, and, and the point here isn't about local grassroots rugby in Manchester, to be clear to any of yeah. the
3: people. This is about dwindling yeah. numbers, numbers yeah. participation yeah. numbers. They showed up with 12 players. So really? we had a full a full side oh. plus a full bench. We gave over one of our players to them. And then this sort of links in something I want to talk about anyway, the RFE promoting limited number rugby. We had to start with 14, which is not ideal when all the lads have made the effort to show up. And they had uh, 13. Now, the results, as you would imagine, went very heavily in our favour. And I've got nothing but respect for those boys that showed up. Because mm. I'm not being funny. If someone told me there's only 11 other guys going to play rugby today, I don't think I'd have gone. Yeah I I'm not I'm pretty sure I said no nah, you're alright thanks I'll uh, go and do something else they showed up uh, they played hell of a hard and there so there were some bloody good good players there but it just shows um tough, tough well, it's, times yeah it's, it's something obviously we've
1: spoken about it at grassroots level and we we touched on it uh, I think 2 weeks ago in the premiership where for the first 2 weeks it looks like looked like average attendances were down now obviously in the first 2 weeks there were um, multiple rearranged games as a consequence of the the Queen. Um, but now it looks like that trend is continuing. Like The stats for Exeter, Exeter are uh, rolling out uh, two, 3,000 fewer fans than they were for equivalent games last season. Tough, and th- these,
3: are, these are good games. Right? Yeah, they're great um, games. Oh, great. oh, the Premiership can't get any better, right? Yeah. So T- anybody who talks about, oh, we need uh, this isn't specifically aimed at ease him, but like you know, more ball in playtime or more points or speeding things up. I don't see that as an issue at the moment, do you? I mean, I could see it in the winter, definitely in the winter, but right now, the premiership could not be any better. The rugby is well worth watching, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly right. If if, if we don't if, need if, less kicks, yeah. we don't need anything more. If the argument was, oh,
1: yeah, more attacking rugby will um, see more fans in. It's incredibly tough to make that, rugby, that argument right now because we've never seen as, as attacking
3: rugby as we have for the last few no. weeks. It's, it's been phenomenal from that perspective. I wonder, if, I wonder if, because most seasons do start off more attacking than not. I'm sure this time last season we were saying the same things because there were some big, big scores. I wonder if it's this time of year that people take notice and go, oh look, big scores, I'll definitely go in. October. Yeah, or early, October, yeah, and they show in October, and it's I'll, five, yeah. But next few weeks, I'm really busy. But then first week of November,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll,
3: in. I'll, I'll clear the date date in my diary, and all the specials minutes. aren't there. It's pouring down. Driving, I'll rim. never do this again. I will <laughs> never be tricked into rugby ever again. That's yeah. all I can think of.
2: So what exactly what has been proposed? Because I know this had you slightly vexed, uh, JB. So yeah, not so, proposed. Well, no. So, proposed. The, so the context is. Dwindling participation numbers. You highlighted it, and I mentioned John Newcomb, uh, who will probably have a Rugby Times article, Rugby paper article uh, on this very soon. The the number of walkover uh, games that cannot be fulfilled because one team or both teams cannot field a team at some first-team lower league levels and at lower team levels across the board. Um, Allied to that, or one way to try and combat And try and get some sort of rugby happening in clubs is the RFU are are, are trying to push, are trying to (sighs) say that every club should have touch rugby as part of their offering.
3: Yeah, well, they shouldn't. That's the first thing. So this reminds me of something which I spoke to a rugby journalist, a bona fide rugby journalist in one of the broadsheets about, maybe just before COVID. And it went something along the lines of this, which is the RFU for the longest time wouldn't give you exact breakdowns of who is playing the game. So it wouldn't say males of this age or females of that age. They would literally just say, these are the numbers of players. Look, we are doing a great job. Look at the rising participation numbers. And actually what they were doing is they were fudging it. At that time they were including um, female players too. So... Because so they weren't comparing light with light. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So because the women's game game has grown, and a lot of it has grown because of the money the men's game makes and is then poured into the women's game, which is absolutely fine. No, no issue it's with also, it.
1: It's also growing from a uh, well a point of not zero baseline, but a very, very low baseline. Small so baseline so it's, yeah. But it is growing, which is which obviously good. But it's going to inflate the numbers overall. Yeah. If you're comparing, say, to 30 years ago, where there was virtually zero women's
3: game. It's increased massively. you yeah, could correct, yeah, absolutely correct. So that's what they did, and they distorted the numbers. Now, I don't think that there are many more women that can bail out the RFU, and therefore they're looking around thinking, how are we going to mess around with these numbers? Let's make a land grab for touch. So there's already a touch union. Uh, the touch union don't even call the sport that they play rugby. They call it touch. Mm-hmm. That's why it's the touch union. And they do a really good job because they care about touch and it's a really good sport. And if rugby isn't for you for whatever reason it is, you don't like the contact, have a look at touch. It's well, fine.
2: I don't think that. I thought there would be a, a local, like Wednesday night touch league in, in Manchester or something. But I, I don't, I There's don't, not a touch league I, I as thought there such, was,
1: but there doesn't appear to be. There definitely has been in the past. There has been in the yeah. past. I've so not wanted to go down that rabbit yeah, hole, yeah. but I
2: was, I was looking around because um, I'd. Yeah, I, I don't be... want to play full contact rugby a lot, and actually, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if I was in a team, something competitive. Yeah, such
1: yeah, as well so t- I... T- 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 I have played at Burnage a few times. I've, I've, I've not played since um, before COVID. Um, but that was always good. There was lots of teams. You'd get, I don't know, twenty teams out on a whatever it was Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday night, um, and it was it was good fun. It's it's a different game. Yeah, but if you know the game, it's it's good fun, and um, you can have some camaraderie and some skills. So,
2: so you're thinking that.
3: Well, uh, the, sorry, sorry, you continue. Well, the way it was published by, well, the way Owen Slot in the Times put it was, well, and certainly in the headline, that touch was mandatory. So the you wants every club to offer touch to broaden out the base of rugby. But what is the point? Like, what is the point? Why don't rugby then offer sabutio rugby or drafts or chess? You know, it's not the same thing. Fancy rugby
2: drafts could be under the RFU. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, look, look, look! How much we've included? You know, we've increased participation because of fancy rugby draft. It's just not the same thing. So, if their job is to maintain the 15s game, which it fundamentally should be, in my opinion, then that's what they should do. In fact, I'm. This is controversial. I don't really. And I don't like saying this often because I do respect the guys that do it. But I don't really class sevens as rugby, to be honest. I count rugby league as rugby and I count rugby union as rugby. And everything else is sort of like a tangential hobby, which people can do if if they want to. Now, (laughs) uh, again, I massively respect sevens. It's just not not rugby for me. The idea, I, I think what's going on here is twofold. I think the RFU are hedging their bets. They're looking at all the concussion cases and thinking, bloody hell, how do we survive? You know, how do we stay on this gravy train? Well, let's do something else other um, uh, other than rugby. And the other thing I think they're trying to do is fudge numbers to show that they're doing a good job. And if I was to add a third thing, I think they've given up on the 15s game. That's what I honestly think. So if you look at the participation numbers, as I've mentioned lots and lots of times... Well, you need to do some hard work, boys. You know, you need to sit down with clubs, work out what the proposition is to is to players, and then attract them in. You can't go into this managed decline mode of sending out memos via Twitter about how to play reduced numbers games or how to offer a version of rugby that is more palatable to you. So, so they're trying to. I think, like the the most generous
2: interpretation of what's going on is they're trying to be pragmatic with the situation that is currently presenting themselves where there are a lot of fixtures being unfulfilled. How can we get the people, like you said, altringham kersall turned up with 12 guys and, and you managed to make a game out of it. And I think basically that's, uh, the, I think that's what the RFU's intention is with that, is to try and say, no, it doesn't mean, no, don't do what you said you would do. Mm. I'm going to go off and go to the Trafford Centre for the day and, yeah. and sack rugby off
3: i've spoken about this before it's fundamentally a numbers game, isn't it? The more numbers you have, the more numbers that you will get. No one wants to go training with eight people um mm-hmm. but if you have fifteen people, the only thing at twenty people, twenty people gets thirty people, so on and so forth right so it's fundamentally a numbers game, so clubs need to solve that equation before they go before they go forward uh I also think that well, I'm not going to talk any more about how to attract players into your club because I think I've spoken about that in loads mm. of other podcasts. I don't think I want to go over that ground. I think the RFU are, in a large part now, behaving like the National Trust. I don't know if you're familiar with this. A L- little bit. But the National Trust, their job is to preserve old buildings. That is their job. There, yeah. there is no other job for the National Trust. But it's a pretty well-known open secret that the National Trust just hates old buildings, which is why they go around and put you know plaques on the wall and put you know new wallpaper up and so on and so forth. And I just have a feeling that the RFU are getting less and less comfortable with contact rugby. And if it didn't make them an absolute shedload of money, I'm not entirely sure that they would support it that much at all. And when I listen to the views of the RFU chairman, who by the way has never played a second of rugby in his life, from reading you know from reading about him, I've certainly certainly not 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 on his on his Wikipedia page. And I, you know when I've googled <laughs> him, all it says is chairman of a uh, the uh, the first black chairman of a major sporting organisation. That's basically it. He says things like he's in rugby to change the world. Well, why can't he just be in rugby to do a reasonable job at ad- administering the game? That would be a better solution, wouldn't it? Can we just get a boring person to come in <laughs> and have ideas about managing, you know, administering the existing game rather than changing the game to change the world? What does that even mean, by the way? Well, yeah, it's not even it's not even changed
1: the game. It's just not have the de- the game in decline. Yeah, like just just keep it at a level that is sustainable. People are enjoying it is going forward at least at the same consistent level
3: I find comments like this so intolerable because it makes the game a laughing stock can you imagine if the table tennis federation appointed a chairman who said I want to change the world via table tennis you would think they were nuts like you would I mean I honestly think if they if, I know I've watched I've watched Rocky
2: Four. sport can change the world if I can change and you can change we can all change do you know
3: <laughs> funny enough funny enough in my conversations with premiership rugby in the past, I've asked them, "Why are you doing this?" And that is the answer I've had. Sport can change the world, and I just think, Christ, I want to hang up the phone now. I want to hang up the <laughs> phone, or I don't know. What it, I, I think
1: it's one to watch. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, the the only other because Tim, you tried to give a tr- charitable explanation. Mm. The for me, looking at it, I think if this is if this is run say on a Wednesday, night or if there are a few are saying run this as one, is something to get people into the club one night a week, then. It's not that big a stretch to say, well, if these people are coming down on a Wednesday night and they're getting ball through hands, they're getting a bit of fitness. These are the kind of people who should be second team, third team um, yep. coaches and captains should be getting their numbers and saying, "Look, come along, guys! It's, it is a way of attracting people at least through the gates of the club that yep. can lead onto that's other positive shot. things." And I, I think that's it's I certainly hope that's part of the objective. If, gonna... if it's a purely the cynical side of, look, we're growing, just grow numbers by any means so we can see yeah. the participation or,
3: and ignore the 15 or games. Let's, let's that's a let's start nightmare. to
2: think about the, uh, the the transition between contact and non-contact. And
3: I think there's something in that one. Mm. There's another aspect of this, and this is phenomenally unpopular, but I'll go with it anyway. We share our club with the footballers. So, Dizby Football Club are also in the same facility as Disby Rugby Club and when they play I wish them the best of luck and vice Mm -hmm. versa and I like them a lot you know we go for beers good lads but there is a big psychological difference between men that play contact sport and men that don't play contact sport and I think that contact element of rugby is so critical because you appreciate risks and Mm -hmm. you have to be a certain risk taker What I'm trying to say is, I'm not entirely sure I want a bunch of weak men who are not willing to participate in rugby running my rugby club. I'm just not interested in in it. I mean, it starts with the non-contact in rugby. Where does it end? And I can't imagine it's going to end anywhere good for me or good for anyone else. All all I would say on
2: that is um, that that there's a reason rugby exists, and it isn't. It it, it, It isn't that the sport existed and then people became attracted to it. It's that human nature is a certain
3: way and we are wired as we have been for millions of years and that is the reason why rugby exists correct Mm -hmm. now there are a few times I think touch is fine okay I think it's fine on Wednesday night into club warm ups warm ups great training aid so so. I mean I don't play it it personally I don't even really play it much in warm up I don't see the point in it um (laughs) Uh, so Wednesday nights, you know, if you're not training, it can't be competing with your actual. It's the perfect thing
2: to do. Uh, coaching, yeah. coaching um, a load of 15 fourteen, fifteen-year-olds as I do, it's the perfect thing to do as they're all arriving in dribs and drabs. You can just get something going.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, do you know, we used to do this in Broughton Park, and you know, it was fine. But then you'd run over like to fifteen minutes into your into your session because you're playing a, a game of touch. It did, spree. We've got a, a range of sort of warm-up games which we used to play and we've have lapsed back a bit back into touch before uh, oh, but in, in touch now. but the warm up games themselves are so much better than playing touch i think you should equip yourself with a bunch of activities lads should play before the game whether that be the, you know with tennis balls and tennis rackets and or you know in small grids there's a lot of other things if, that you can if, do if you
2: have a ball and a bunch of lads that want to get playing touch is perfect
3: yeah in, I, I mean space. yeah it's not bad
2: and like, and like phil says if like and I'm I, I would if there's a if there is still a touch league in Manchester I'm I, I'm gonna get stuck in because I don't want to I don't want to have the contact all the time I'll, I'll I'll play matches now and again but I just I want to be able to do my CrossFit sessions
3: JB yeah I, I don't I don't get I, I I don't think that's a problem and he, Braun Park used to have a touch uh, session that went on every Wednesday and that was full of guys like yourself who'd done their done their time. You know, um, they've been released from rugby jail, and they were they were allowed. They had little license to actually play touch, <laughs> and some of the regular players would would show up too. It was great fun, and I think that's exactly where it should be. It should be like a social thing interclub. club. What that, it cannot be, yeah, that
2: might and that might
3: yeah. be what the intention is. Here. Yeah, I don't think it was though. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't because one of the intentions of this article was the final of the touch tournament would be or a touch tournament would be played in Twickenham. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Um, it, uh, what it can't be is it can't be like ones, twos, threes, and the touch team, and it can't be on a Saturday, and it can't be during yeah, the winter. That's think, what it can't. I yeah, I think the Saturdays. I wouldn't be averse to it being Saturdays, it's Saturdays them, is but for it the boys. Be,
1: it should be separate. It well, should what's be that oak. from?
2: Saturdays are for the boys. I've got No idea. <laughs> <about it. laughs> is, that, is that like? A, uh, I like it. Let's keep yeah.
3: it. Ours, mine. <laughs> Type that in on Google, Phil. Saturdays are for Saturdays. the boys. I'm sure it's from something. Hang on. Is this like when you first typed in Bristol Bears? <laughs> <laughs> um, or Prem Picks. Yeah, Prem Picks. Um, Saturdays are for the boys.
1: Uh, is it Sundays? Urban then? Dictionary. Is it Sundays are for the boys? Know your meme. it's a Catchphrase uh, Barstool Sports. Barstools, ah, there you go. Barstool uh, Sports. So yeah, that would
3: stack up. Yeah. Yeah, so it, you know, it caught me that. Yeah. The other thing I'm worried about. I'm really worried about is how do the RFU do this? And I suspect I know how they're going to do this. Uh, JB, right? Before you say another word, right? So <laughs> <laughs> this is where
2: you you invent you. In, you're really worried about something that you don't know to be true, but you've invented the story in your head, and you're really angry about it.
3: No, I, well, you, you tell me if I'm wrong on this. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I'd, go I'd on. be interested. Okay, so how would the how would this Bournemouth, the RFU, attract a small organisation like Touch to sort of come, you know come into its um, uh, it's governance now, I suspect the people that run the t- run touch for England quite like their blazers they, they quite like being the head people in touch i'm I'm sure they're very happy with that, so in order to get them on board, the only thing I can think that the r f e would give them is money, money, facilities support, but actually that's all the same thing isn't it it's resource, resource it's resources resources yeah, yeah, so like every other area of the game now, they'll be taking from the profitable bits, which is the men's game, in order to t- distribute somewhere else. And I just think this is another example of them thinning out the money to broaden the base, and actually, it doesn't ultimately help anyone. I think that they should really be focusing on what the problem is in the men's game, because when the men's game crumbles, there won't be anything else. You know, don't don't think don't think there will be. It's the men's game which powers everything. It's the men's game that makes all of the money. It's a men's game which pays for the economy class flights to New Zealand. You know, <laughs> make no mistake about it. And if you want to live in cloud, cloud Cuckoo Land, like most of these people do, who follow other forms of the game, saying, oh, there's a huge commercial op- op- um, opportunity here, you're wrong. You're wrong and you will you will regret it when the men's game is finally in terminal decline. Mm. Want it's, to watch.
1: It, the, the decline of the men's game is, is concerning to me. Yeah. I, uh, genuinely. And I think, I think the top level right now is okay, but it only takes so many of the the kind of foundations and the building blocks below the top level to yes. start crumbling. And if the trends that we've seen on the like, the teams that you've um, accurately and, and very well um, highlighted on Twitter, JB, and the, that we've seen in premiership fans, if, if those trends continue, it is worrying. It is, isn't it? It's yeah. really, really worrying. We can't do a podcast if there's no game. No, no, which is a disaster. Which would be terrible. Yeah. The, um, wor- yeah. the worst. Yeah. I have no to see worst. my family on a Sunday evening every week.
2: Uh let me lighten the mood slightly and a little funny moment. This this was highlighted by got an email to contact at gmail dot com from just gonna give credit from Thomas Rogers. Thank you, Thomas Rogers. He's he's uh pointed out that there is a a literally <gasps> we got a literally from the premiership this weekend oh. it's from Ali Eakin of BT Sports, fantastic commentator during the Saracens-Leicester game.
1: The thought of the physical durability
3: and attention of McFarland again. That is a joke. That, that is, is a quite
1: li- literally
3: a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I picked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> quite uh, literally a joke. Is quite, he is quite quite a so joke. So well, that means
2: Theo McFarland can go to the, like, um, tonight at the Apollo or whatever that show is, <laughs> and he'll have, like, you know, Dara O'Brien will go up there and do his bit. Someone else will go up and then Theo McFarlane will go up and be lifted in a line out. <laughs> Literally <laughs> a joke. Grab the ball one handed and throw it to his nine.
3: Yeah, because that is that, <laughs> that, that is the joke. <laughs> so here's one for you. Uh, unpopular opinion. I don't think that he was man of the match, not by a long way. He had a good game. Good, good game. A lot of Saracens had a good game. Yeah, fair. a lot of Saracens it's, had a good I game. I'm trying to
1: think. They were. Re- be- they- I think probably Elliot Daly might have been my yeah, man of the match. I think Elliot Daly was. Elliot Daly
3: was My my second pick for man of the match. You've already mentioned him. I thought Ben Earl was super. Ben, ben Earl was awesome. I mean, like uh, there were, uh,
2: if, so if if you had to have one player who you had to clone 15 <laughs> times and make a rugby team out of, I'm sure we've talked about this before. We definitely, ben have, up we, up definitely we definitely have. We definitely have. Ben Earl would be a contender for the person you would clone to have 15 of, because you could imagine him doing a good job as a front row. Yeah. Back any any hooker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And but he's got the gas of an outside centre. Or the, the outside break of an outside centre. He's got good hands.
3: Yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal player. He's rapid. Yeah, his fitness I think is what sets him apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's got all those attributes, but the amount of in- interventions. So this is why I think Ben Earl deserves one of the match rather than Theo McFarland. Theo McFarland came into his own towards the end of the game, but Leicester Tigers were beaten. But they were beaten because of the likes of Ben Earl. Ben Earl did, did the beating. Uh, Theo McFarl- yeah, Who would
2: win? Fifteen Theo McFarlane's against fifteen Ben Earls. Basketball. Yeah. But-
1: <laughs> <laughs> does one of them play basketball?
3: I think so. I've, I've heard. I've heard that. Have you heard that? Uh, I can't. <laughs> they, has anyone mentioned it? No. I'm not no one's sure. mentioned does it. That they play basketball make, yeah. for Samoa. I'm not sure. <laughs> they should definitely mention that on comms. Definitely. Um, so Ben Earl's ace. No, no, put- no, answer my question. Who would win? 15 Ben Earl's oh, okay. against 15 Theo McFarland's. Ben, ben Earl's. Yeah, I think, I think Ben so. Earl's, yeah. I think Although, so. Yeah, Ben Earl's. But yeah, give me Ben Earl's. Yeah, just a Ben I mean, Earl's. They're, they're two good ones. For- Theo McFarland is not a bad one to yeah. have. Yeah, you're right. He's an excellent, excellent player. I mean, he really he is a brilliant player. Um, now, back to Ben Earl. <laughs> what I liked about this game, or one of the matchups I liked about this game, is mentioned in comms as well, was the battle between Rafael and Ben Earl. Yeah. Now, Rafael didn't actually have a very good game at all. He he was pretty quiet, wasn't he? Very quiet. By his standards. And it made me think, why is Ben Earl so good? And I think he's so good because he can probably do 80% of what Rafael can do over the ball. But Rafael can do nowhere near 80% of what Earl can do with the ball in hand. Yeah. And I think this is basically Ben Earl all over. And the only reason he probably loses out to Tom Curry is because Tom Curry is great over the ball, and probably slightly more powerful, if not well, as quick or as elusive. Yeah, well, Curry's bigger.
1: He is uh, a C- bigger Curry, boy. Curry is definitely, he's probably a stone heavier than Ben Earl, I would say, Tom Curry is. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. He's he's um, huge at the moment. And so, uh, force equals mass times acceleration. Ben Earl can accelerate more, but if you've got a stone of extra, seven, seven eight kilos of extra mass, um, Curry can do more damage via that route.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you think about, if you were to sort of put them into... An order. You'd have the extreme version down here being Simmons, and I'm putting my hand on the left, uh, on, the, <laughs> on the left here to, to to do that. And then right up here would be carry, and in between the two is sort of an Earl type character. An Earl, a Ludlam, a Bloodlam. Yeah, Ludlam and Earl are probably equivalent, but I, no, I, I, I think can't... I think
1: Earls a bit more explosive and dynamic than Ludlam.
3: I just can't imagine. Him not being in many other international teams. Actually, no, I can. He wouldn't get into Fran- the French team. He wouldn't get into the South African team. Those he two wouldn't definitely get. He definitely get into to Australia's team. Australia, he'd be competing in New Zealand. Although you'd have a very tough decision as do you play because Ar- you can't really play Rdi and Ben Earl. Yeah. Well, I think maybe looking at the Australia back row, you can see how even though Australia wanted to play one way when they've got three eights they play another way if you get Ben Earl and you play around him I don't think it really matters who you are you'll still do Wait, a bloody good would job
2: he, would he play for Wales maybe not well if Raphael can yeah I think, yeah, I, that's
3: think a good probably, point. I think he probably would yeah yeah. You know? I think he's a great player I just, oh he's a fantastic player I just don't know I, on one hand I'm like he must be an international on the he, other hand when I think about where, who does he, where does he play that's, he, that's he might be the or. most
2: he might be the most valuable premiership player because he is that good yeah but is not an international
1: yeah, that makes you. And he's English. Um, yeah, he's um,
3: academy qualified. Academy as well.
2: qualified, so he gets lots of credits coming. Yeah. Do you know
3: what though? For a World Cup, a guy who can play across the back three. I mean, obviously Tom Curry can as well, but you'd think that'd be valuable. Well, they, they've got the options, though, haven't they? Because they've got
1: like Ludlam, can do it. Simmons can do it. Who the, is England's six? Curry's, what
3: laws? laws. Yeah, he's not Law, getting that. that, that yeah. Is that's so Laws is, Laws short short of that. Laws
1: being injured Like Laws, Laws for the next World Cup Will be the starting six
3: Yeah And then eight being Curry Or Billy B- Billy's wearing the shirt Or Don Brandt Billy's playing
1: well w- with,
2: with Sam Underhill being out injured as well It's Curry seven Billy eight Is the kind of where it is at the moment
1: Yeah Then Ill, Which Bill has a bit com- of balance to it, it You know coming off the bench Is not a bad option Donbrant's an option off the bench though as well. Yeah. But yeah, oh, oh but for the reason you said that he can play across the back row. Mm. I think you could always, I mean it's it's maybe a little bit risky, but with um, Courtney Laws you can play uh in the row on the pitch. You could maybe even have Earl and Donbrant on the bench because Donbrant could worse if you lose two second rows. Don Brandt can
3: pack down now, in the I don't row. know about it I don't know this About Don Brandt at all I, I, This is pure speculation But he strikes me As the kind of player That you'd have at your club Who really hates Playing second row <laughs> what, I can't imagine he, him Wanting to he, play second row Could He played uh, uh, Cardiff Met Wasn't he Yeah He, he was a I second bet row I he whinged I bet he moaned <laughs> about that For <laughs> hours <laughs> Hours and hours And hours If he gets you a World Cup spot He yeah. will not be moaning Too much So should we Should we actually Talk about the game well, I'll tell you what, let, let's get into off. the game via yeah. this, okay, um, this
2: email, it. which you'll really appreciate. Uh, you particularly, JB, will appreciate this one. From David Reynolds, eggchasers at gmail.com. Love the pod, blah, blah, blah. I'm writing this at halftime of Saracens versus Leicester, and I've come to see the real emergency in Premiership rugby. As sad as Worcester and Wasp's plight is, it's a footnote in this crisis. There are too many tries. Yes.
0: <laughs> what, is this, what, is this Sickening. Fl-
2: what is this flowing rugby and open defences we're seeing? Do we think this is the Southern Hemisphere? Jamie George cutting lines from centre and swerving the drift defence. It's no coincidence that crowds have been in decline as scores have been going up. <laughs> give, <laughs> give me a 3 or draw in the driving rain and a quagmire of a South Wales, South Wales Valley over this dross on a plastic pitch. Five try fest, not an ounce of dirt on their kits. Twelve tries by half time across three games in the three o'clock kickoffs. Bring back mauling in the mud and not well knowing said. who's playing for who. Caked head to toe in earth. Yours, very concerned, Dave. P.S. JB, there hasn't been enough random aviation chat on the pod recently. Oh, excellent! Well, <laughs> I can certainly fix that. What's going on in the in, in the world of planes and aviation? Uh, is, is one of our aircraft carriers? Uh, have we got two functional aircraft carriers well, now?
3: Well, funny you mention that. One of them is actually in New York as as we speak. So it was in New York this week. They sent the Royal the the Royal Marines marching band. Around, oh, the one called Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth is yes. there. Yep, they sent the Royal Marines marching band around uh, Grand Central. Is it Grand Central, the New York station? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They sent them, them around yep. there. They had the little hoverman. Do you do you hear the hoverman? Jetpack, jetpack guy, jetpack like. guy flew off the air, flew, flew off off the aircraft carrier. So all sorts of things go, go, going on at the moment. Some good PR, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically PR. But every time they go over to America, they send the red arrows. They do loads of PR on New York, and then they disappear again. So yeah, basically, good, very good.
1: nice, nice gig. Yes, yeah, talk about the game. Yeah,
2: great gig. We've uh, already mentioned Jamie George's outside break. Yeah, there you,
1: was some awesome rugby. You mentioned that. I couldn't help. But, I had this image when Jamie George uh, cut that line. I just had this image of. Pat Lamb with an arm round semirandra. Like this, <laughs> this is what you do, Sam. this is
2: how you have gotta do it. The line was great, but Farrell picking that option and timing it and like his passing is awesome. So Some, oh,
3: well. I'm so glad you mentioned this. And I didn't know how to bring this up because I knew I was gonna get bombarded with hatred for my hatred. So so you uh twenty seconds into talking about the, the actual nuts and bolts of the games, you're gonna bring it up. Yeah, I am. So I thought that pass was magnificent. But two or three of the Saracens tries were from really sloppy play, uh, and it's almost as if like the bounce of the ball or the sloppiness caused the try. So the first one, when Daly comes around the corner of Farrell, Van Ziel sort of scoops, you know, sort of skids it across the floor. Farrell pick, picks it up, and if it wasn't for Daly's quick thinking, I'm not sure that that's a try at all. Really, there was two and, moves. and Farrell's amazing hands. Yeah, Farrell did okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one where Farrell throws it over Tomkins's head, and then Tomkins sort of regathers, it, and they score that one. Another one where he sort of throws it in, in touch.
2: Fortune favors the brave, and Saracens are are being much more expansive than they've well uh,
3: than, than they've been. I was going to say, I just don't think it was a very Farrell-like game. So I read the press this morning, like all oh, Farrell and, uh, and Daily. Farrell did he didn't do any well. He did he made a few errors, but nothing you know nothing major. But I didn't agree with that. Analysis because I didn't think Farrell was put in a position to win the game because it wasn't a Farrell type game. It wasn't a game where he needed to control it or grab it by right the scruff of the neck. Well, I, there's a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of kick returns. Yeah. The, f- the
2: flip side is there was a lot of fluent attacking play, and mm. and he's yeah. the guy that's calling the shots on yeah. the field.
1: Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, there, there was there was some great. Did Did you listen to Joe Shaw uh, being interviewed after the game? No, I did not. So one thing he said that was. It was interesting, and when he said it, I was like, "Yeah, that definitely rings true." Having just watched the game, he said, "We've been attacking. We've been um, running lines from deeper, attacking to our lines from deeper. So not not running for everything from the twenty-two, mm. but when they're in an attacking situation, just running a little bit deeper." That's that's all he said. That's the only snippet. And when I watched back, I watched the game and then watched the ten minutes highlights. Some of the tries they were so being that little bit further back allowed the guys coming onto the ball. The guys like Lazowski, daily did it brilliantly throughout the game. Malins did it coming into line. To just be putting that little bit more pace on it. Yes. So if you're a little bit deeper, you're putting more pace on it, which actually makes the passing more difficult, even though you're deeper, because you are travelling faster. And it it worked very well. Now, how much of it... also a lot of work, that's the other thing. It's a lot of work, but it, it it worked phenomenally well. But looking back... How much of it, I, I couldn't tell you, how much of it was that, them taking a yard further back, so therefore putting a bit more pace on it, or the fact that my concern when I saw that Leicester back line before the game, and it was very much realised throughout the game, was that that combination, Burns, Gopeth, Singer is like a brand new so three-quarters line. Yeah. And they, they were cut up. I, I I wouldn't want to put blame on because there was it was no-one's individual fault across the board. There was mistakes all over the place, and Saracen's just c- cutting great lines. But how much was Saracen's playing amazing, and how much was the inexperience of that as a that's, unit? Yeah, that's
3: exactly right. That's exactly what I was going to say next, which was, if you look at that, that back line, they're very good. They're very competent, I'm sure, when they play in the manner the both it wants them to. It, the combinations do matter, but maybe they don't matter as much when you're that well-planned as Leicester. But then Saracen's got all the planning. They've got... Um, all of the insight in the world, plus they've got the settled combinations. Yeah,
1: I, that's what. When I looked at that three compared to Farrell, Tompkins, Lazowski, those three have got, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 100 premiership games as, yeah. a, as a unit, just those three together.
3: Yeah, hell of a difference. And I think that, I don't think it really was a massive issue on attack. Well, it was, because it didn't score many points. I thought it was a bigger issue on defence. I thought Gopith was found out a few times. I thought Coconut Singer acquainted himself really well. He made some good tackles, but it's the the individual
1: tackles is one thing. It's the unit and well, the, the space yeah. that Saracens found in that kind of and don't forget thirteen wing channel.
3: New move all has hardly played. Watson's yeah. first game. Yeah, so Wals- he, Watson's another and one. He was Great he one. was found short for the first try. He but just let, wasn't tracking any
1: Leicester team
2: in the current iteration. In you know the champions to concede fifty points against anybody. Mm. Is well, it was I, It's surprising we got yeah, whoever's yeah. on the team sheet. Well, there's a few things on,
3: on this I thought I'd bring up. One, which I think is a broader trend. I don't know if you boys noticed. When we're talking about momentum now, rather than it being ball in hand or territory or not, penalties at the moment. Like if you're giving away penalties, it's not unusual to see six or seven penalties back to back, and this is exactly what Leicester did. And I felt that this was like the polar opposite of what Leicester did to Northampton Northampton. last week yeah, they tightened and they tightened and tightened now the the, slight difference being here is that Saracens were able to score freely like Northampton but also pressure Tigers like Tigers did and I don't think Tigers have that extra that extra gear I think Tigers players Tigers do and they can destroy teams like Northampton they can destroy most teams but when you've got as well-rounded game as Saracens and you've got as many options so you go back to Owen Farrell Owen Farrell's your perfect man to win a tight game and then he knows when to let everyone else win it when it's a loose game, and you know they can do everything. But I, what I will
1: say is, Le- Tigers, you often, uh, JB, say what what, um, what positives can the losing team take out of this game? And from this game specifically, not a huge amount from Leicester. However, no. they've this was not Leicester's first team, and i obviously mentioned the three quarters, and you've mentioned the the wings um, who've not played a huge amount of rugby. But that pack is—it's a weaker pack than normal. Um, yeah. There's quite a few players to come back into that, so I think Leicester will be—they'll be hurting from that, but they'll be quietly confident that if they f- field a full strength team, it will be a different story. Mm, would they? I mean, I'm
3: just thinking about a pack—the front row, I think is no Charlie Clare would be Montoya, right? Yeah. Montoya and
2: they've got, they've got they, they, it dolly. feels right they've got lots of players to come back so you, you don't judge them on that performance but clearly they had to win the Premiership last year and I, I, I think although they wouldn't have said it to the players and outwardly but I, I bet you Steve Borthwick was thinking we have to win it this year yeah, because we, our adjustment is coming the same as Exeter had to win that double in 2020 because yeah. uh, well, that team was then going to start being broken up as we're now
3: seeing I, I tell you one thing which is going to be a real tough pill for Leicester to swallow and maybe all of England but it's clear to me that Ben Youngs is not the first choice to come half, not by a long shot I thought the difference between him and um, Van Portfleet Van Portfleet was vast I actually think the difference between him and uh, yeah. is is vast it's very very concerning I thought he had a pretty dreadful game actually
1: is is interesting watching him because he came off the bench last week, didn't he? Yeah. And when the when they when Leicester get in front football, he can do he can play how he wants to play, which is he likes to pick up, look at his options, have a little dabble, and be a bit of a running threat, and then give it. Mm. If you got if you got back back football. If your forwards are not going forward, you just can't do that. That's probably every scrum half. It, but yeah. there are different scrum Yes, yeah, so I agree. Oh, I totally like agree. Stringer off the base, someone like yeah. Peter Stringer who fires straight from the base without any running threat, yeah. compared to Ben Youngs who does like to pick up, look round, and have a, that little bit more time mm. on the ball. Yeah, it, it will, Front football is obviously important for all teams, but it affects. I think it affects Ben Youngs disproportionately more than other I, completely players.
3: I completely agree. I completely agree. He can have an absolute horrible game. And he can be very, very effective. I just don't think he's the right guy, guy for Tigers.
2: But really, really, really impressive performance from Saracens, whoever absolutely. they were playing in front of. Can, them we, and, um, can we talk quickly
3: about Matt Carley? I thought he had a awful game in some respects. So Matt Carley, I quite like because I know he's, how he's going to referee. He's quite uh, detail orientated. Mm-hmm. But if I was the Tigers, I think I'd be quite annoyed by his performance today.
2: I, if I think it was Leicester Tigers, I'd be saying the referee had no bearing on the outcome of the game and we need to look at ourselves.
3: Well, I mean, he certainly cost uh, Saracen's one try. Uh, do you see the Ben push? Yeah. That was, there was no way that that is... That, I mean, there's just, I, I, uh, just no was, way. You can't, no. I was 50-50 on that one. Right, he should go, you you threw yourself on the floor. You <laughs> should be a bit of Nigel Owens about that and say, no, that does not count. He had a uh, an obstruction against Martin, which I thought that was ludicrous. Like and it was so quick, he'd obviously decided from the last line out he doesn't like what he's seeing. He's told Martin not to do it, he, he goes up, comes down, but I'm watching it, the ball's coming the other side. So whatever more Martin's obstructing, it doesn't make a material difference. And for Phil Cockcock and a singer, he's got his le- he's got his knees on the floor. I mean what more his knees are on the floor and he doesn't and he calls them all. I mean I that I don't mind the way Matt Carley referees. It's not the way I like it but I don't mind it. I understand what he's doing. But you can't be the details guy if you're going to miss miss out your details.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's cool. Good. And,
1: <laughs> anything else? I, I didn't actually mind Carly's performance. Uh,
3: it wasn't the best of the... Uh, he's it, a very have, good rep, Normally, Do you have money on Tigers, JB? I did not put any money on after last week. I'll never do it ever, ever again. <laughs>
2: what about a positive story? Uh, oh, no, actually, before we get onto that... Bath. Th- there was a... Oh. The, uh, yeah, Bath, Connor Quinlan has emailed us, contact tedchasers uh, at gmail.com, uh, and, <laughs> and he, he marked this email as important, that he, first, all caps, important capital letters, and he said, I've marked this as important due to the hilarity of the situation, gents. Bath currently sit bottom of the league, technically below the currently suspended Worcester. <laughs> it's not good, is it? Taunting my Bath supporting mates, I realise that this is likely to continue until the end of October when Bath play Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> this brought about the following hypothetical, which I propose for your discussion. Assuming Worcester could be resurrected for a single day in its current guise, this is worth getting a crowdfunder for, uh, in its current guise on October the 29th, i.e. with no prior games, no prior training, not fielding a full 23 and continuing to field 40-year-olds as subs, no Wi-Fi. How many points would they still <laughs> no beat Bath by? <laughs> 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 Yours sincerely, Connor, uh, Saracens fan. So, yeah, technically, because Bath's points difference is poorer than Worcester's. Um, Bath are technically bottom below Worcester.
3: Amazing. Well, uh,
2: and, and, yeah, they're they're on less points as well because Worcester actually won a game. remember
3: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Of course they're on less points because yeah. few, fewer
3: points because Worcester won a game. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Of course. Poor old Bath. Uh, yeah. Right, Bath. What were we to say about Bath? Uh,
2: I, I'm again. I I was listening to um because I had some bits and bobs to do. I. I listened to BBC Radio Devon while I was mm. at, at, at the house. I how do you access
3: BBC Radio Devon? I thought
2: I'd record the Saracens-Leicester game and I would listen, while I was doing the jobs I had to do, listen to the Exeter sale game, mm. sale Exeter game. And so I listened to that and the commentators there, and it, I, it, I, I called it a trope and it's a trope that we need to stop. They were going, you look at Bath's squad and you wonder, how can they not be much better than they are? Their squad's not great.
3: Yeah. Their squad is not great. I- it's declined,
1: hasn't it? It's def. It has categorically declined, and the point I made the other week: it's not the. Ca- it's not only is it not that great; it's also the. It's not the squad that
3: they yeah. need when it's they not, are going to be. It's trying to grind out. It's results. not your granddad's bath squad, is it? <laughs> no. no, So one of the most concerning things that I saw when I looked at this is the back row. Uh, so they've gone from this almighty back row, which was you know low. Valerio, Underhill, Underhill Mercer, yeah, just straight yeah. up murderers. Yeah, and I like Bayless, and I like Bayless is yeah, a good player. Bayley, and then Miles Reed. So sorry, 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 Bayley. What did I uh, say, say? Yeah, yeah. So you like Bayless and Reed? Yeah. Bayless, Reed, um, and then Van Van Velser is in starting six now. I mean, no, it, they've got a load of injuries. Don't they always though? I mean, <laughs> Van Velser, Reed, Bayless is not not a
2: scary
1: back road
3: No. I mean, I'd take beardmore Cocker log over that <laughs> um I' fancy myself just doing a job at open side yeah I'd, I'd say so uh it just isn't it's just not scary but back real, I mean they work hard there's a lot of endeavor there, there's some speed, there's not much carrying, there's not much hard hitting, there's not much cl- collision winning, and that's a problem. I think you can have one of them, but you can't have all three of them, and you probably can't have Van Veltzer in almost any cir- circumstance other than at absolute catastrophic
2: yeah van Grann has <laughs> said very honestly. <laughs> It's not good enough. And also, they are sniffing around Worcester as we suspect. I mean, we, you Allegedly, and I talked about Ted yeah. Hill and, Ojeoma, uh, and um,
3: Lawrence. Allegedly. They want three of their players. Yeah. And it doesn't even seem like the three that they need. So <laughs> it's like Lou said, uh, so Sutherland, Sutherland, Lawrence. Why do you need Lawrence?
1: They don't need Lawrence. Lawrence is super talented, though. So put, anyone put, would take What, put him at six? If
3: you-, <laughs> um,
1: if you can afford Lawrence, get Lawrence. There's one more. they could do yeah, with Ted and, Hill and Ted, Ted Hill What's the Ted other Hill. one Ted Hill yeah.
2: we talked about that in the midweek the pod that that's a great fit but if you had if you could and I feel bad about this because he's a very very good player but if you could right now just go you can take Ollie Lawrence and, and give up Cam Redpath Bath would do that just because of his fitness his like, unavailability
3: mm, perhaps they do that straight away perhaps so here's an interesting one for you have you heard that? And alleged-
2: I reckon they're for JJ as well
3: Ooh, maybe not yet, but maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, here's then, an interesting one. I get the cheaper
1: uh, WJ.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah the, um, because
3: it, JJ. It, was, it
2: was JJ BJJ at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, he, yeah and he looked good as well. Yeah. So did Loader. So, so did Hassel Collins. Anyway, yeah. so here's an interesting thing for you. The company that's gone into administration for Worcester is not the company that holds the players' contracts. Yeah. So, so I read this
1: in the Guardian. <laughs> I read it quite quickly and yeah. got a little bit confused, but there's... Because there was talk of one going into liquidation and one going into
3: or yeah. one of many going into administration. Right. So um, here's what it sounds like, and I need clarification. I've not really looked into it. It sounds like the Worcester owners um, are trying to lend loan out their squad yeah. a bit of cash, which is um, a little devious, you might say. But presumably Worcester still have a salary cap, right? Well. Uh, that's an interesting question. You, c- you can't loan
1: players and not have it as part of the salary cap. But if they're not playing in the league, the salary cap's irrelevant.
2: No, but I mean, if if another player paid to loan them, th- well, their, no, no, because all I to do is pay forward.
3: you, right? So if I pay your owner twenty grand a year to have you, and he picks up the rest of the bill, where does that where does that number go? Yeah, there's I something think some- there
2: was because in the Dyson report and all that, they basically they stopped any way of circumventing whatever you get paid to play rugby not landing on your
3: salary yeah, cap. Yeah, but do you know what they did? I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this. They did it because they were doing it the other way around, weren't they? So Mike Williams was mysteriously showing up on the bench for uh, Leeds Carnegie and his teammates would say, hey, are you coming on Say, He goes, no, mate, absolutely not. <laughs> so then that salary from Bath would go on to Leeds.
2: And this is the other and, way around. And Manu Tuolangi, I'm not saying this happened, I'm just using a hypothetical uh, example, but Manu Tuolangi was being paid X amount at Leicester, but then would have three days consulting at JCB. Yes, something like that. A very, very well, that, significant yeah. amount of cash. But like
1: that is that is definitely that, that even even before the um, updated or amended yeah. rules, because because th- one of the things that um, Marrow got done in the yeah, Saracens one was um, appearances for it was Lucy Ray's yes um, right. a company that she was operating with. And there was zero record of him ever... Attended. He got paid, like, I think, over 100k for yeah. th- three appearances. Um, details not precise. But there was. they didn't even bother to falsify the record that he ever attended anything. It's so easy when just get
3: a selfie with Mario. Yeah. You've got him there all the time. Yeah. Just get him with a banner saying... Sixteenth of December. Yeah, <laughs> today's news <newspaper. laughs> yeah. like, like a hostage. Um yeah. So anyway, uh, that that happened. Um, yeah, yeah so but that is an interesting one. That because
1: if Worcester are kicked out of the league, then they no longer have to follow the ser- salary cap. So, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to start signing players because there's no point. But the rules wouldn't necessarily apply to them the same. And they could, in theory, loan players, loan players out if that trading organisation stays the same.
2: They'd have to be paying the players. So imagine this, do this that. is where it all yeah. falls
3: apart. Well, hang yeah. on. Imagine this, right? Imagine that I hoover up say twenty of the best non-contracted players, and I agree to pay them a retainer of fifteen k for the year. They'll have to go out and you know play rugby with somebody else or whatnot. You've got, they've got a train in your CrossFit box. Yeah, they, you know, we, keep, I, keep I don't know. Them in shape. I, I'm just. I'm paying them a retainer. So you're like you're like, uh, is it Foxcatcher? Yes, very much like Foxcatcher. Is it fox hunter or fox, fox hunter? Fox yes. The, the rest the guys around as the oh, the yeah. okay. okay, So fox okay, Catcher. in my mind, I had them dispersed around the country, but I pay pay them a retainer. But in your mind, and I like this more. We have like a, a little camp, and we all yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And we all wrestle together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. I, yes. uh, 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 I wrestle roll. together, shower together.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, making oil sure they're in... each
3: other up before you wrestle Do, together. They, isn't there a weird uh, thing in that where they um, dye each other's hair and stuff? <laughs> you're making sure they're in peak physical anyway, condition. That's not GB. the point. That's not the point. That, that's, okay. that's so you've is. got this
2: stable of rugby players in peak physical condition. Yeah.
3: Yes. And then, as Bath need extra players, I lend them out to Bath. Yeah. For a, a tiny little sub, like a central reserve of players. Yeah. Which I am paying. I, I like it. Well
1: that that's I think that's almost what they're trying to do. Now that you're right, Tim, the, the first and most pressing problem is they've got to pay those players and they haven't paid them for September. Those players, as I understand it, anyone who's not been paid has, has put in their fourteen day notice yeah. to which is termination of contracts at the end of the fourteen days if the payment issue is not rectified. So come uh, whenever it is, probably about ten days from where we are now, there
3: will be a lot of available players Can unless you imagine? Been paid. Can you imagine if these if if these guys lend out, say Sutherland, say Sutherland goes on loan so next week. Sutherland gets paid. He's yeah. got to get paid in the next 10 days. Yeah, yeah. But he, then plays, he goes on loan. But he plays in the next seven days, right? Yeah. So they put him on loan right now before he's... There. So then he goes to Bath, for instance, and then Sutherland finds out that Bath have got to pay the Worcester guys for his services. Whilst he's not being paid, he's got three days to run before his termination of service. Yes. No, thank you.
1: Yeah. You just say, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm
3: not doing it. looks oh, like you looks like
1: you're, looks like you're, you're in breach of, of, of contract, Mr. Sutherland. <laughs>
2: so o- obviously we have nothing but um, uh, sympathy for the people directly affected and worried Absolutely. about uh, their mortgage being paid, all that sort of stuff. And I can totally understand why people were frustrated at the statement that was <laughs> put, put out by the Worcester owners. Um, and two things can be true at once. You can be hu- Massively sympathetic and be frustrated at the Worcester owners, and am I alone in also looking at this situation in a kind of a cold, as we talked about before, J- uh, JB on that little podcast we did, being Vulcan about it and going, they just need to be allowed to fail. Yeah, they need they, to be. To just fail. needs Home to be. So. Just they just need to go and liquidate and
3: be allowed to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we spoke about the lessons to be learned, and I was thinking about this today. How does this? How do we stop this in the future? And it would be something very impossible to club owners, but make the premiership maybe franchise-based. To have the franchise of a premiership rugby club, you've got to do X, Y, Z. No difference to if you want to own a McDonald's. Like, you can't sell um, I don't know, hot dogs in McDonald's. You just can't. It, mm. it is part of the fra- franchise agreement. There are rules that you need to follow. There are no rules in the premiership. They're just a collection of clubs that happen to own shares in PRL, which is an entity to distribute central revenue. And that is yeah, it. I think two, it. two leagues of eight or two leagues of ten... And that's how I would do it. One league of (sighs) ten.
2: Geographically, you 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 do ten. You you will have the It will be a Premiership. Will be Southwest, Southeast, and a bit of the Midlands, and that's it.
3: Works works for rugby league because
2: if if you cut down to ten, Sale have got to go. Sale will not go. Well, no, exactly. Why would Sale go? Because they've got no crowd. They just. If you were picking coal, if you were just given. Numbers on a spreadsheet. Phil built a spreadsheet to try and justify why I'd say I, which, Irish which go. ten which ten clubs you keep. Irish might go, yeah, but yeah, sale, go. but sale will go as well. Newcastle go.
3: Newcastle probably deserves to go. Is it would be the But, then, sales, but sales then, attendance is not great. But then, what you have? Different, different. So Worcester,
2: Worcester <laughs> Sale, Newcastle, London, London Irish,
3: gone. Maybe that's what it takes, though.
2: So, yeah, and look, then, and then you've got Southwest, London. And a bit of the Midlands.
3: Well, like I say, it, it, it works perfectly in the Northwest for rugby league. I don't know why it wouldn't work for, I <laughs> don't know why it wouldn't work for rugby union. But like, uh,
1: there's there's about eighty thousand people in the whole country who care about rugby league. Yeah, that was a joke. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah,
3: not, it, it does not, not work for rugby league. So two so two, um,
2: two leagues of eight allows you to strategically grow the game in certain areas. It's happened in France. Are you not a little bit bored of the
1: growing the game oh, thing? Yeah, and the the two leagues of eight, I, I can have all ten. I could have a bit like you've got you've had um in the um Pro fourteen Rainbow Cup where you have one overall league structure but two two conferences within it and you play two you play some teams twice and some teams mm. once. Just, just, just because I I it? think it, it and that, that's not an ideal solution but you, one thing that I do think has to happen but no one's gonna want to do it is there's gotta be fewer games overall. hundred percent. There's just fair. gotta be there's just gotta be fewer games and it's no one's going to be willing to give up their slice of the pie, but in doing so, I'm sure, I'm certain you would make the pie bigger if you made the uh, fewer games, which means the quality of the games mm. that there
3: is is increased. Yeah, I agree with you, Phil. It's got to be less games. It's just got to be less fewer. games. Uh, fewer. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, and I think actually, look, at, look at the problems the Welsh are, Welsh are having. They're sustaining four teams when we know they can't. They should have been at two teams immediately. England should. I mean, in my, the, the Premier is very good as it is. Fewer teams would be, mean more internationals and more talent in, the, in those squads. It'd be a phenomenal competition yeah. then. And you have more
1: internationals in, in your games. You're not missing them for half the season. Y- yeah. You're, oh, you're missing them for a few I, games. I totally years. agree. I, just, I think we're I, all I just, on the same page. I just, I just
2: disagree.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
1: a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com
2: be that you can go down to 10 and then just pull up pull up the ladder what I do to the others I mean yeah. so, I guess uh, it works geographically
3: w- for Australia and New Zealand doesn't it because they kind of have strategically placed Yeah, all Yeah,
2: there's also 30, mil- uh, 30 million people in
3: Australia 4 million people in New Zealand yeah but I'm saying to your point about the geographic locations you're saying that Sale and Newcastle would have to go obviously I'd have a few things it's, to say they're, they're, strate- they're strategically say
2: massively important to have Newcastle and to have Sale but they do not justify their spot in the league if you were going to cut it to 10 <laughs>
3: From mm. a fan base perspective, mm. they don't. Of money. Well, but, and it's well, all what would be your criteria? Obviously, it'd be. Well, what, what would it be? It fan, would,
2: fan base. It'd be fan. Fan base would be a massive turn, part of it.
3: Turn, turn, turn X, I, X winners. X winners would work. <laughs> Newcastle, uh, Sale. Yeah. Uh, stadium size. Yeah. Well, you I know, don't care because cause
2: you, you can yeah. have a, you can have a massive mm. stadium and have four thousand people rattling around in it. Yeah. Physicality of pack.
3: That'd be one. <laughs> 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 Physically fly off. I want to have. A, I want to <laughs> have a
2: Premiership team on my doorstep. I'm just. I'm just saying. When you start going, oh, cut it to ten. It's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah. Who who are you cutting? On, you do want it on your it's doorstep, a fair to them, point. but not. It's a fair but
1: point. not too close to your doorstep, as I found out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite right. <laughs> Phil
2: vetoed the <laughs> rassing the rassing type stadium that could thanks, have been in Manchester. Cheers, nothing, Phil. <laughs> Phil. Uh, but also, if if it were, let's say, two leagues of eight, and you could have. A meaningful amount of money, so that you, if you get relegated, you don't go into oblivion. This is what it's like mm. in the in, in France. You can also then go. We need a team on the south coast. We do need. We need a we team, need on a south team on, in Southampton or Bournemouth or Brighton. We need a team in Cornwall. Cornwall potentially. Just,
3: is there enough talent for that? Do you think? We need a team in Yorkshire. So I just don't see there's been enough talent. But, well, when or there's, or there's two team... leagues of eight, I think I think there would be. Well, two leagues of eight, okay. But they have to be equivalent leagues. I have no interest in seeing second tier. Yeah. Preferably. You just you just dilute no, it. Yeah. No,
2: no, I, I think it's tiers. I think it's two tiers. Because, like, the top 14 and the... Well, maybe it's well, two tiers. The top, top, top
1: 14 works... Sorry, the Pro Did Dirt works because they've got um, good fan bases. I, I, remember I doing haven't always in all those teams. Well, and what I'm saying not, is, is not like you
2: you start a team in Kent or in Brighton or something, Um, it's the same as what's happened in the areas of France, like... Uh, Normandy where there's rugby's yeah, not been a thing and, and they yeah, ruin and I can't remember the other one.
1: Yeah. I, I remember looking a few years this is pre-covid uh, um English Championship versus Pro de 2 and the average um attendance for games and it's like three times greater in Pro D2. Yeah,
2: but th- but then th- yes, you are right of course, but it's a chicken and egg because w- when you pull the funding and don't have any televised games and don't appear to give any give a damn about the mm. second tier, then you can't complain when people
1: don't that, turn up. That was looking backwards. That's not that's not in the position that we're in now. That's
3: looking back when yeah. it was better funded. Okay. Can it, I just there were say, televised The games. one thing I would love to do in rugby, more than anything else, is scrap the term growing the game. I, I want it gone. In fact, I don't think it should even be an objective. It should be a um, it should be a healthy side effect, because the things that people justify to grow the game are nuts. Now, it depends how you look at grow, growing the game, but you hear like we need to make head uh, head injuries uh, front and center of the game to grow it. Like what? We need to make health and safety front and safe of the game why? To grow it. We need to make touch front and safe front and, front and center of the game why? To grow it. Like everyone that says they, they want to grow the game comes out with the most preposterous ideas not to grow the game. It's incredible. The, the head injury one is a is a very tough one because it's the more you promote
1: it, the worse the worse effect it has for the game. But you've got to be doing the right thing, like for for the players. for yeah, the but it's not the game promotion. Is it? Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not promotion. But no, but as in, like you've got to make people aware of it. But yeah, the more you make people aware of it, the worse. Yeah, and worse no, and no it is. one
2: with uh, say football in England, no one has engineered the situation where there is a team in the northeast, so, a, a couple of teams in the second biggest city, Manchester, um, a team in Birmingham, a team in Leeds, a, couple, a few teams in the Midlands. No one has engineered that. It's just. So organically, the, one on the south coast, it's just organically happened.
3: So yeah, so, so some other things about you know, think you know, things we could do in like perception of of the game, so on so forth. I heard a really interesting conversation the other day from two people I cannot name, and two things that they said were a certain broadcast You can't name
2: them because you don't know who they are, or you overheard this conversation.
3: I I heard the conversation. I can't tell you who it is, oh, okay, cool. because it's just not fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't for pu- pu- public consumption. But one one was. Premiership rugby will not give the heart rates of the players during the game. Do you know why? GDPR. Uh, GDPR. I know that that was,
2: that was one of the ideas that um, I remember.
3: I, we've had bra- we've had little brainstorms that's, between that, some of the guys at BT Sport. That's one of the things idea. that we've said would be there. GDPR. Okay, fine. And the other one was they're not allowed to promote or they try not to promote the physicality of rugby, which I think is nuts because that's actually what we want to see mm. uh, so you know yeah. grow the game grow the game because it's a good game and this is what pe- 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 people want well let's talk about what, what people do want and it's
2: OHC and Ben Loder flying down the wings and
1: oh. dotting down certain people who have the pair of them in their uh, fantasy rugby draft team hang on definitely f- on that who was the first one OHC
3: oh, oh, oh right sorry yes agreed that guy is having some season is he not Russell Collins. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Henry Arundel, when he plays 80 minutes, he's rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not for him. It should be
3: Tom, Tom Parson starting. Harry, Harry, Henry Arundel off the bench. Have you seen the clip of Harry Arundel um, in England training? And his feet, it's ridiculous. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And then they go, well done. Uh, well done, Henry. Well done, Henry. And he just skins these two bags. Incredible. Loader. First time that we've seen him this season. Did he get a hat trick, or did he just, just get two? Both of them got hat trick.
1: Those two both Frikey. got a hat trick. Loader played on Tuesday night as well um, for the
3: in the Prem Cup. Sale was so close to signing Loader. Really? Yeah, about three, four years ago. Oh, he's a good player. not well, Is? Isn't, isn't he? I did can't a good, remember.
1: He had a couple of bad injuries, but he's a hell
3: of a player. I hell think it was when. I Think it was when they lost Mike Haley or someone like that. But yeah, they looked at gang. We loaded. lost Haley and Addison. Addison at the same time, didn't they? Yeah, they both went. Uh, so he was next. Uh, next, come off the rank. How I wish he came to sail. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, it, all of a sudden, London Irish. I mean, we said, didn't we? Curtis Rona is the guy that they can't drop. Seems to be that they can. Well, no more than that. Curtis
2: Rona has not apparently, reportedly, rumored. Curtis Rona has not turned up. London Irish this week No And has apparently Not been returning Phone calls To his teammates Oh I wasn't is aware a of that Is he out with tiny temper
0: <laughs>
3: Well wow. That is I did not know
2: that Tim There is a story te- Unfolding there
3: He texts me back
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, So Curtis Rona Is apparently Wow um, AWOL Well isn't it just amazing Trying to engineer A move to the top 14 Perhaps uh, don't might know. Be, he
1: might be wanting to um, Western Force. Well, it might be wanting to play for Australia. Yeah, in the World, looks- World Cup next year. And they've only got the rules are slightly different. It's not Gittos Law now, is it? They've got they can only have three non-Australia based players in any squad. So like um, well, Arnold would be one. Arnold, right? There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a second row in there. Yeah. Um, Karevi probably could will be in there if he's fit. Mm-hmm. And then Bernard could, Foley, Foley or Quay mm-hmm. Cooper. Could yes. Be in there. Like,
2: He's, he's good enough. If he was English, he'd be in the England squad, no question. He's a very no good question. player. He's a very, very good player. So, but there's something it, going it, on there. And also, it means, potentially, um, London Irish could be one of the teams who suddenly have a bit of salary cap that they could go uh, Ollie Lawrence. fishing in uh, the be pond. funny.
3: If they go for Ollie Lawrence, I'm mad. The amount of talent that they produce <laughs> in the outside backs. I mean, they just moved... Um, ben Hart. No. Ben, well, what's was Joseph. Will Joseph. Will Joseph starts the centre. And he outplayed Jonathan Joseph. And Jonathan Joseph is one of the best 13s the Premiership has ever seen. So, you know, they're, they're looking okay. And they've got Parton to come back. They're, they're, they're looking fine. I can't... Who well, does what, need... Well, what London Irish do need
1: is uh, someone to bother defending. Because Do they? Well, you, it's great you can score 47 points against Bath, but if you concede 38 points against Bath, that L- is a concern. They, lo-
2: they lost the second half, something like 12 points to
3: 31, something. Yeah, yeah. you'd have given up, though, wouldn't you? If you were against <laughs> Bath, why would you? You know you can score it well. Mm. Why would you go any, go any harder? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I'd, maybe all the other ones could shore up that defence.
3: Maybe. But it's, just, it's just a
2: pointless signing. Fun, it must be fun to watch, though. Fine, I can't
3: fine. even think where Ollie Lawrence fits in at the moment.
2: Uh, most and teams. Anywhere, most anywhere. teams
3: would take No, it. no. Where does he fit in? Because you've only got him. he will improve any team. That's undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about where Ex- you put your allocation. Of-
2: we talked about this. I think Exeter's the perfect fit. Witten coming to an end. Devoto hasn't been seen very much. Yeah. He did so say that. Losing big names. I think Exeter's the perfect fit for Ollie Lawrence.
1: Yeah, he's much bigger than Hendrickson as well.
2: Yeah.
3: The
0: diminutive,
2: uh, the, diminutive, sure Witten, the diminutive Witten and the enormous Hendricks. Yes, thank, 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 thank you, Tim.
3: Well, you know, look, if Ronan's gone, gone AWOL, that's a lot of money to go missing. Probably Linda Irish are happy to let him go. <laughs> Don't call him, boys. Yeah. Turn off your phones. Yeah. 14 days, he's out of here. Calling, uh, calling his phone like Worcester were calling round <laughs> yeah. to get um,
1: props from other Premiership clubs.
2: Oh, that was exactly. it. It was in the rugby paper today, by the way, the Roan thing. So ah, was, uh, right. Yeah. I was
3: wondering where that came. came, yeah. came uh, where that came well, from? Well, I'm just, I'm just,
2: I'm just filling out the the sort the um that the detail. yeah that it's
3: not not just spurious rumor. I wonder it's, if he was unhappy before that, or if he met, if he was. You've made it known because I can't imagine London uh, Irish wanting to keep him if he wanted to go. I think the Australia thing does check out, actually. Yeah.
1: World Cup next year, he'd fancy his chances. Well, you know, compared... So I'm
2: sure if he said to his coaches, I, I really want to play for Australia, can I go?
1: I'm sure they'd let him we'll, go. I'm sure, yeah, they, he, would. I'm I'm sure they would
3: because they've got the talent and he will be a big paycheck. But yeah, there's no relegation. Yeah. Like you say, paycheck. And you know, I've seen premiership clubs deal with this before. And yeah, yeah. not If you don't want to be there, they don't want you there. Well, they had... Um, who's the tight prop?
1: Um, Kepu yes Kopi Kepu who something similar-ish happened early, early Covid and he just he see, just went yeah. see you later boys yeah there's there's 300 grand off our payroll yeah I, they would let him go in a heartbeat so hope he's okay yes absolutely Um, I mentioned the Worcester um, not calling round for um, props when they're supposed to play Gloucester mm. last year late last season it happened again Worcester Gloucester game Canceled. 250 grand lost to Gloucester. Gloucester must be sick of Worcester not showing up. Half a million pound bill that's going to be hitting one or more of those multiple companies that are all in liquidation or administration.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Worcester really know how to screw over Gloucester. Fair play. (laughs) Fair play. So, what does the table say about this? Uh,
1: So, they, they are... I think the statement right now is the games are postponed. Point. There's been no points allocation <laughs> postponed. What is there a chance that Worcester reform and play all their back games, back to back games? The, that's the current position. Um, oh, come on, I know it's come on. Absolute clown world.
3: It's never happening, is it? No, no, it's not. It's not. No, so, postponed. Brilliant.
1: Yeah,
2: and we have got the wasp situation about to about to come to fruition. I think is it? Um, their their fourteen days or whatever will be up sometime. In the next Ooh. soon, now that's when that's, the uh, when the bonds are due and the two million pound HMRC bill is due.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a messy thing because there was this. I don't know if we we spoke about it, um, but there was the wasps are in administration. Oh wait no they're not in administration they've just appointed administrators. Yeah. But you can is...
2: only appoint administrators if there's a very very real chance that you're that yeah. the inevitable outcome is you're going to go into administration.
1: And also there's one thing I know about administration it's or administrators they're very expensive. Mm. Like it's, that's not this is not a, a, a easy option this well, is not a cheap they, option. They do it, do it as a favor no? Unlikely. Some of them really, really love their job. Yeah, but on- yeah. Of but course. only because they're getting paid enormous buckets
2: of cash. <laughs> yeah. We're, we will see. I, I mean, if, if you were I'll tell you what, what if you were an administrator? By if it. you were a massive, <laughs> if you were a massive rugby fan with endless amounts of cash, then Wasp would be someone you go. Well, that's, worthless that's cash. A cl- that's a great club. That's a great club. I'll get involved in that. Alternatively, if you were an entrepreneur, I think you would look at that and go, "Can I have the business?" but not the rugby club. Can I have the stadium? This is, this is my point and about... And the casino, yeah. And
3: yeah. I, I, but I don't want that rugby club. This is exactly my Worcester point. You know, what were they expecting? What were they expecting? Mm. So, anyway. Um, I'll tell you, who weren't expecting what happened. Exeter Chiefs. No. Bristol. Bristol, um, Bristol
1: Well, someone else that wasn't... Yeah. yeah. Bristol. Is this... Tales of the Unexpected, eh? Is this overconfidence gone mad? Is this just hubris
3: from... Pat Lamb. I don't think Bristol. Pat Lam is the kind of guy to suffer from hu- hubristic delusions. Do you? <laughs> that's not that's not the Pat Lamb that I know.
1: It did when I, when the team sheet came out, I was, was my eyebrow was a little bit raised. Was, are, are they are they underestimating Newcastle? I haven't played well in the first two games, but Harlequins had a real <laughs> had a real tough so trip.
2: What a-, a young academy product, Jack Bates, B-T. in the in the centre
3: um rich lane rich lane at fullback now what was the thing that you texted us tim you texted us something about their salary cap just repeat that like how much of their salary cap they were missing they missed well, it. oh wow it's i think well portions. both
2: both of their marquee spots were not involved and so then you Red have Rada and Red Rada and Piertel, which is all, roughly all, two million all yeah. Lua, Lua tour call it 1.5 yeah so but then you've got Lua tour genge um, also unavailable. Single uh, uh, play, played. played. but yeah. those two, ma- but those two, two alone on on reported salaries for those two alone, you're at somewhere around fifteen to yes, twenty
3: percent of the entire be,
1: salary. cap. That's twenty percent of the salary cap on those two. On getting, yeah.
3: And then Gen- when, Gen- when another four hundred thousand pounds of salary cap in single goes completely missing, now you're really, <laughs> really going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And. Kingston Park's not an easy place to
2: go and play. Fair play to, to Newcastle, because I didn't see this coming. I, no, I, don't oh. think, I don't think anyone saw it coming.
1: I I, I I thought they'd have a chance. I thought Bristol would still win, but I thought Newcastle would make it interesting. Yeah, But the way that they did it as well... Cause it, th- so they, they did some of the tough stuff up, up front. The um, Collett try and McGuigan, of course, McGuigan gets over. But Carreras. Oh, my God. And Carreras and Maroney... Maroney's feet at times were wonderful, but the way he hits, yeah, he, he put in a few absolutely shuddering hits. The best one was the one on Sheedy, which forced a penalty. So which...
3: I, I, I don't think it was. I think the best one was the one on um, AJ.
1: Oh, but on the line. So, well, the one on Sheedy on the line. The one on Sheedy on Newcastle's line.
2: Yeah, the one oh, the try-saving tackle at the very start. You mean Carreras? That oh, was it Carreras on. Um, yeah, yeah, he made Carreras
1: that. on AJ. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah, that was Carreras on yeah. AJ. No, the one which actually made it uh, an eight-point game, which effectively won the game, was um, kick-off. Maroney makes the first tackle, and then he makes the first tackle. He gets up, goes around the corner, and Sheedy gets a scrappy ball and runs it. Gets
2: marmalised. Yes, I do know what you mean. Absolutely
1: flattened him, which led to
3: the penalty, which made it an eight-point game, which effectively sealed it. So, do you think Newcastle, because these boys only showed up like five days ago. They flow in... Flew in from Johannesburg. Uh, right?
2: From Johannesburg on Monday night, Um they, so they landed in Monday night after a long flight. They did a very very light training session on Tuesday. Dave Walder deliberately kept the all of the game plan very very simple to accommodate to accommodate them. I think had they not been pumped in the way they were by Worcester, they probably wouldn't have played them. But actually thought, well, what have we got to lose? We're gonna we're gonna lose them again in the autumn internationals.
3: Let's get them. Let's let the boys play. Well, not only that. I suspect there's something in playing all three of them together because language barrier is not such a big thing, then is it? As long as one of them can explain to the other two what what on earth is going on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they all speak perfect perfect English, but having three of them is useful. Uh, and they all I, live together as well. I think. Oh, do they? Do they? Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense. I bet they have great barbecues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super. No yeah. If you get invited to a, a barbecue in Newcastle, make sure it's that house. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, having those three internationals. Uh, I do think that Bristol horribly underrated them. Horribly.
1: Mm, that that was my read. It was my read before the game when I saw the team. It's definitely my read after the game. Mm. I mean, Bristol, in terms of the game, there, there's that 10-minute uh, window where Newcastle were down to uh, 13 men. Bristol scored two tries. And that was it. It, it. Besides that, it was just knock on, knock on, reset scrum, turnover in the rook. Knock on, knock on, miss
3: tackle. Like yeah. there
1: was, was
3: barely a shot. Fired. I have a theory which I cannot prove or substantiate, like most of my theories. But I wouldn't be surprised if Bristol had the most handling errors of any team ever to play on a three G pitch in the professional era. Uh,
1: yes, specifically
3: in Astro or three G, four G. It's not wet, is it? It's not muddy. Yeah, uh, it, was what about
1: it looks a bit greasy, but yeah, it's not. It's not muddy. No, it's it wasn't.
2: S- yeah. Uh, Miles Burley's email yeah, us. not you? Yeah, he's a Newcastle fan. Yeah, it was greasy on top, but it, it was biblical rain earlier in the day, um, yeah. but it was turned out to be a nice evening. Um and a, a fantastic finish, like I say that try was just epic. That try was. Yeah, awesome. that, that
3: try. I mean, we're talking about the the three musketeers there. Um on the other wing is Radwan. What what? Weren't the three musketeers French? Doesn't matter. Three amigos it really. oh, would, would, yeah, would makes more sense than three musketeers yeah but musketeers are kind of very suave and sword fighty like <laughs> swash like swash swash buckling yeah. i think that these guys fit musketeers better than the okay Amigos. fair enough
2: um My- miles burley contact the chases at com. um great bod blah 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 just wanted to ramble really as a falcons fan on what we should expect out of a season uh we're really realistically underdogs in every game we play going by our budget as we have the 14th Biggest budget in England. <laughs> Behind Ealing. Behind Ealing. <laughs> that That's <just> true. <laughs> um, aside from our three Argentinian internationals who could be the catalyst for us this season, our squad is a bunch of academy graduates and championship pickups. Look at the pack on Friday night. And he listed the pack and it's, it stacks up with what he just said. He said Bristol are paying Sinclair half a million pounds reportedly, and our tight head was delivering beer for a living while playing for Bladen five years ago. <laughs> Good <luck>. lad. <laughs> We've lost... He's a big, big unit, Trevor Davison, as well. He is. He's hey, massive. Do
3: you want to know who Adam Brocklebank is? Uh, well, I can tell you who They're didn't losing. know who yeah. Adam Brocklebank well, is. Carl Sinclair. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, what an embarrassment that was. That, <laughs> uh, yeah. that is embarrassing.
2: You can say that if you're Carl Sinclair, if you then go and dominate him in the
3: next scrum. He was getting smashed. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets removed and worn by, by the ref after he's dropped... It. By the way, do you remember when he went to the Lions? And Savior World got all got all the credit. Do Savior World get the blame for this?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's only right that
3: Savior World, well, pay compensation, I would guess. Yeah, give them some cash back. Yeah, discount. definitely. Discount. Or at least do some free
2: breathing sessions. <laughs> um, we've lost four promising Academy graduates in the past two seasons Josh Hogg, uh, Hayden Wood, Will Montgomery, and Rob Farrar because we can't pay them enough to keep them. And I'm sure Radwan will be off at the end of the season too. Who's to- Farrar? I've never heard of him. Uh, no I'm not Um, I'm sure he will be off too when his contract is out to further his England ambitions well I wonder if there might be quite a lot of Newcastle players out of contract
1: yeah yeah but then it's if the salary cap's still at 5 million and all the clubs are spent up how many can actually afford them
2: well yeah Newcastle aren't even spending up to to the cap they're quite open about that as a supporter I've come to expect not having too much hope going into a season we're normally an afterthought to everyone Mm -hmm. um And I'll be. Did you even do a preview, season preview for us?
1: Uh, We'll do one Uh, next year.
2: Uh, And I'll be shelling out um, more on PRT Premiership Rugby TV passes than any other club fans, as we normally get only get shown two or three times a season max. Mm. Uh, However, nights like Friday make it so special being a Falcon supporter and giving a big club a bloody nose in our little cold corner of England. Hopefully, we can keep starting to build some momentum. Now, as we've had so many injuries at the start of the season, and give Walder a chance to do something free of the shadow of Dino, uh, Will
3: Welch was oh, uh, big, that, right? Come mm. I know this is silly because you know I'm a part-time a pod, podcaster who deals in rugby. What happens to Dino? When did he go? End of the season. Last season. I had no idea. I you literally know, yeah,
1: was, had no idea. It? No, it was, it was like a. Kind of mutual thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it just I think it was kind back.
2: of time was up and he was he was going to stick around as some sort of consultant. They didn't exactly iron out what the roles would be, but I think... Did it kn-
3: involve money? Because that probably would have been the sticking point. I thing. think he's, I think he's
2: <laughs> now had a clean break, but he was talking about, you know, he'd be open to going to the USA or France. Yeah, or, he,
1: he kind of hinted that this is yeah. not the... Like,
3: he's not he's retiring. He's not, not retiring, yeah. So weirdly, if Borthwick wasn't in charge of... If B- they hadn't appointed Borthwick when they did appoint him. I could have seen Leicester Tigers going back for Dino... After they oh absolutely, uh, I don't think that was going to happen. There's, I don't know exactly Dino what happened.
2: Fourth. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. know exactly what happened, but there's clearly some ill feeling, either in one direction or in both directions yeah. between Dean Richards and Leicester Tigers. For one thing, he used to have a bar. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned this. This that is interesting. Dino Bar, and that and that doesn't exist anymore. No, it does not. Mm. Um, I, don't I don't know. Don't what, I don't think, know what happened.
3: I don't think many players would want to play for Dino. You know, I, I think having him. At, DOR is one way of doing it because he's separated from the players. I don't think he... I don't think he'd do a good job anymore as a head coach. I think he would really, really struggle in somewhere like USA. Really, really struggle. Where you've got to do both things. Where you've got to be on the front line coaching lads who probably aren't as good as you're expecting. I just can't see it go, working well for him at all. Mm. Uh, but yeah, well done, Newcastle, it was, the, it was... Hell of a win. It was great. I hey. hope...
2: I hope um, well, the, the crowds there start turning up. i no. say
3: the celebrations certainly made it feel like a, a big win. It really felt like it meant something, and to score that try at the last, like, Christ, let's just talk. talk, talk just about to go for it,
2: they could have just kicked out and gone. Let's take the four points. Yeah, let's stop Bristol from getting a bonus point. Let's take, let's leave it there. No, no, we're going to go for it.
3: I actually thought that. I, I said this on the on our little WhatsApp group, but I really thought that was Adam Radwan the way that he accelerated around the outside and did someone on the on the outside as well, and yeah. outside back on the outside. He did, Rich Lane got kind of turned inside. And you can
1: see the like sevens it. player
2: in Carreras there, can't you? Oh, yeah, the Light way up. the stop he, and starts.
1: He did it. He almost did it earlier on in the second half as well, down that down that left wing. And he, I think he beat one player, but then just there was too many, too much cover at the end there, where it's just he kind of worked his way free and then just had a one on one with Rich Lane and just turned him inside out. I
2: think there is something in Kingston Park being a tough place to go, and also I think. There is something in the the mentality because Bristol just didn't turn up, but they they got straight on the they got straight on the
3: plane after the game. But you know why? You know why Bristol lost, yeah? No,
2: well, I I asked Pat Lamb, and his response was: "You can summarise it.
3: It's Premiership, isn't it? He was expecting it." That'll be seven hundred that'll be seven hundred k please <laughs> nothing there's nothing pat lamb could have done. He was clear in that interview. the reason he lost it is because of the premiership and i'm surprised they even sh- showed up credit to them <laughs> credit to them there's a lot of love there what kind of excuse is, is that for a director of rugby It's the premiership I was expecting it why don't you why don't you send some better some better players then <laughs> uh, well would you not want like an answer if that was your seven hundred thousand? The, the honest answer
2: would be would have been uh, our players played like wasn't the, the worst, players fault the team. worst version of themselves. No, it wasn't the players' fault, mate. And um, we have to. Uh, if I were Pat Lamb, I'd have said, "I don't know what I don't know what." Yeah, if I was taking it, if I was being Pat Lamb and taking it on my own shoulders, I'd have said the players played terribly, and we need to look at what we what we did or didn't do in preparation. How because about they I'm didn't really, go out on that field? In how the about room. I'm
3: really really arrogant and I picked and I picked the wrong team. And I thought these guys would roll over because they're cowards, but it turns out we're the cowards, and I'm really sorry. And I don't care because I'm getting paid an enormous amount of yeah. money and I've got an eight-year contract. But only, but only six, six more years to go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Hey,
2: they were, they were unbeaten and, and it was looking up. So we'll they see. Were. We'll see. They, they, they've got a big a very important game um, Exeter, at Gate.
1: Yeah. And there's, there's only now two unbeaten teams in the league. Yes.
3: The other being yes. Yeah, we spoke about Saracen, so shall we talk about... The other beloved sail shark. I tell you what, I'm very seldom wrong, but I do think that Rob Dupree is a world class fly half. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the guy has everything, everything needed to to orchestrate a game. Seriously, he's been brilliant, and the other guy as well. So I've only seen the highlights of this, but he had some nice touches. Yeah, the other guy as well, who I'm delighted for, absolutely delighted for, is Gus War. Four games started, four four games won. He's getting better every single game, improving every single game. You know, I've always liked because what well, more? You know, this sounds awful. but more as a as a person, rather than you know the finished product as a, a Premiership player, which is to be expected when you're so young and lear- and, lear- and learning. But at the end of the last season, if you said, "Look, it's not going to be Ruffy. It's not going to be Faf, and it's not gonna be AJ, it's gonna be Gus War and it's gonna be Rob Dupree. I'd be like, oh, this is gonna be tricky. Mm. Yeah. But so and, far and that's so good. All, all
2: sale have got to do is kind of stay within touching distance before Raffy Quirk and George Ford are back in their ranks
3: and they are good to go. Well, I mean the Jets will improve massively, won't they, when uh <laughs> when Ford and Quirk Quirk are back. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I guess the danger was at the start of the season that they'd, be, they'd lose it before they had the chance to win it. Yeah, and also, yeah, Quirk's great, but scrum halves do not last eighty minutes very seldom because they've got so much distance to cover. Who's going to be the guy to come on and you know, yeah, re- relieve Rafi, or vice versa?
2: Well, it's, it's, even the the scrum half doesn't really matter. It's actually George Ford. Can you stay within touching distance and then let George Ford run your team? Yeah, it's like that's that's
3: a very good place to be isn't it? I now, now I'm much more confident about how Gus War plays. I mean, that last try for Porter was, was it Porter? It's Porter, yeah. Um, no, Carpenter. 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 Carpenter, that's it. Um, hang on, what was, what was I saying y- now? You
2: were going to go on about
3: Gus War. Again. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So now I'm more conf- conf- confident with him. Actually, Rafi, Rafi's Skill set would mean he'd be devastating off the bench. Now, I know nobody wants to be the guy coming off the bench, but that's an important role. It's a really important role. Game um, changer. Yeah, what we see in the premiership. System players. What are the other things fin- that they're finishers. called? Finishers. Fin- finishers. Concussion boys.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that role would be perfect for England, too. Yeah. Because everybody needs two scrum halves. Mm. Everybody. You mm. do. It's just how do you deploy them, and you know, what's the
1: best combination? I'd lo- I'd love two live, two absolute live wires. So like Alex Mitchell starting, and then Rafi Quirk. Off the yes. Bench.
2: Uh, Exeter did. Uh, they, they saw the game just got away from them in the final quarter. Well, Ian Whitton they, had a bit
3: of a meltdown.
2: They did rest up some play. They did rest up their squad as well. When you look at their team sheet, you go, okay, yeah, they they. Um...
1: Was there a disallowed try in this? Do I think there's one. Ge- I am was- Sure, there's a disallowed try in this that. Um, sorry, I've, I've watched so much rugby and highlights that it's yeah. all merged into one. I'm sure there's a disallowed try that I thought was harsh for Exeter, but I can't actually remember it right now.
3: No, no, but I'm sorry, quite happy quite
1: there, mate. But
2: I think uh, I think Extra at home with their full team out would have won it, and Sale at home with their with their team out they 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 won it. It's two two good teams that.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, it's so Sale will go well just because of that pack. Yeah, that pack is
3: pretty gnarly. Yeah, they're good. I, I think where, you know, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who is connected to Exeter this week, and mm. you know, he's breaking down the game before it, it happened. And I love Exeter as a pack, but I just think that man for man, sale, just man handle them. Mm. You know, you think about how the Duprees play and how the Curries play. Well, and- the,
2: the, there is a context in this game in that uh, Exeter had three players go off in the first half, two of them
3: second row. Yeah. Well, so. you can't keep up with the physicality, you can't keep up with the physicality. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Johnny Hill's beating you up. Johnny Hill looks magnificent in the cell kit. Did he didn't like, play, did he? Yeah, he played. Did he play?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did. He, had, he did. Yeah, he had loads of, them against, loads of old extra or sale players against each other. Sam, yeah. Sam, Sam Hill, Hill, Tom Mo
1: Johnny Hill. The one that was missing was. Hang on, who was that?
3: one? Former Byron. Ex- Byron. Byron. Of course, yeah. Friend of the pod, Byron. Yeah, well, he's not a friend of the pod anymore. Oh yeah, not <laughs> no, after, no, 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 after not the after Lancashire Cup. Not, not for Lancashire Cup. Not after you uh, demolished his front row, yeah, he's gonna have to find a new front row now. <laughs> uh, and new, mod- a new backup front row. What maybe. game have we not touched on? Uh, not your tush- boys, Tim. Mixed, mixed result for your boys. Oh, how did you, you Newbury get on? Come on, uh, you you beat Swindon College Old Boys, as you well know, thirty-one nineteen. But unfortunately, Marlow uh, <laughs> came, came, came and stuck against Al- Aylesbury under the twelfth. Oh, Aylesbury! Excellent. Right? good lads. Yes. Yeah. A- By the way, Aylesbury played who this weekend? Reading
2: Abbey. I don't know.
3: Not quite Reading Abbey. Reading. No. Gone. Rams. No. Uh, Chinner. No. It, you, you're in the right area when you're talking about Reading. Um, sl- uh,
2: Slough. Sunningdale Bra- Bracknell
3: okay Wild Geese right would you like to
2: know who the wild I know who uh, oh, no. Wild Geese no no that's, great. that's it's greyhounds not, it's London, not, it's London, not London Irish it's London Irish amateur
3: yeah would you like to know the um the coaching setup for the, for, for the Wild Geese Jeb Sinclair <laughs> it's, it's not good old Jeb is no. it
2: um, Scrum Coach hold, hold, on, Neil, hold, hold on, on hold on hold on Nope. Uh, scrum Coach will be Neil Hatley Matt Cornish Nice. Oh. Okay. Um, skills coach.
3: Skills coach, uh, Delon Armitage. Hugh O'Sullivan. Okay, happens. fine. Happens. And attack coach. Uh, attack coach,
2: um, Shane Geraghty.
3: One, Mr. P. Jackson.
0: Whoa.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah.
3: And they lost by two points, unfortunately. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Halesbury. Yeah, shame, shame. Oh, sorry, it's under-15s, 52-12 win away away at Marlow. so it's heartbreaking for you, that, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. In fact, in fact, maybe you should get your under-15s to go down there and uh, play play, uh, play play Aylesbury. Tour. Tour to Aylesbury. We've got, we've got a tough game, Liverpool-St. Helens next week. Oof, LSH, you never know what, what you're going get, to get with LSH, particularly with all the league boys knocking about. I don't know what it is about this particular age
2: group in this particular year.
3: There's a lot of very good teams about. Is there? There's a lot of... It's a good... It's
2: a good, it's good age before they discover girls and drink. Yeah, mm. although I had a I had a situation yesterday when it's girls the, and drink. It, no, it's the first oh, time. Sorry. It's the first time I've had it. Well, no, two things actually this week. One, there was a, a WhatsApp group message that um, Kate is on with a load of um, Connie and her friends. All the mums are on a WhatsApp group together, and they were discussing the fact that at one party the other week, someone brought some vodka. Uh-oh. So just to keep an eye. Also, uh, we got to that age. And secondly, uh, th- last night was the first time when I did the thing. I've glimpsed into all of our futures, and I was sat in the car with the pouring rain and a really really busy Dean's Gate at quarter past eleven last night, waiting for Louis and his mate to come out of Albert Hall from a gig. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Nice. I tell you
3: what, the lure of town at that age—just oh, just, yeah. just—he's fourteen, oh. so yeah. he was at a little. was like a <laughs> festival all day,
2: and it, he was in, he was in Albert Hall watching a band and
3: came out and that yeah, and I was. Just, you grew up in Newbury, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I, so I grew up in North Wales. Nothing going on. Nothing in North Wales. You were okay because you're on the you you're on the outskirts of Manchester. You could yeah, Manchester. At sixteen, I would be not not quite fourteen, but sixteen, I'd be out of an, I can't a imagine, in Manchester. I can't imagine how exciting uh, and enticing Manchester must be oh. to. That, that's a what 14 I year old so
2: if, if I could have my way I no I don't think I would have moved out of town but I would have considered potentially moving but if I could pick where I would want to be a 14, 15, 16 year old it would be right where I right where we are exactly mm. right exactly
3: right lively Dangerous. Which is why I'm going to yeah, move, yeah, which I'm gonna move um, everyone out to Snowdonia. The, yeah. you know, <laughs> Mid-Snowdonia. <laughs> when the girls hit 14. <laughs> yeah, Right, pack, pack up, we're going.
1: Alaska. Is <laughs> there uh, is there a, a Prem game we haven't mentioned? There is,
3: today. Is it today? Oh yeah, Quinn's Quinn's Saints. Now, I watched first off of this, and do, do you know what I thought? Uh, Quinn's very good. I thought this is gonna end up thirty something, twenty twenty something. I'm I'm turning off. <laughs> this is gonna end up thirty five, twenty nine. Yeah. So bored of tight high scoring games. Not really interested. Quiz will score loads and they'll give up. Northmore makes the game look easy, Marchant's class. Mooie M- 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 scores a try. try. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Will Evans can turn over balls, fern what do you want me to say? What what do you want me to say? This is North fam- Pants fam- things...
2: are in a bit flaky, but when they want to turn it on, they're awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like right. Ludlum,
1: Freeman, Furbank. Not quite hard enough. Uh, why do they interview Matt Ferguson for BT Sport? <laughs> they always interview him. Off, often, when his
3: scrum's going very badly, yeah. they interview him. It just seems unfair on him. But also, the questions seem a little bit like, demeaning, because he obviously doesn't know the answer. Like, what do you need to do here, Matt? Well, we need to get the snap know, on. There have been he's some... He's always a bit grumpy. I quite like him.
2: Yeah, I quite like him, because yeah, like yeah, like he's he's a bit dour.
3: He's dowry. dry, yeah. yeah but, I'd be dour if <laughs> <laughs> I, as I as can. As I as can uh, yeah, if I was the <laughs> same. scrum why, coach. why are my pensions losing so much money? Well... <laughs> um,
2: that I quite that. There's been a few occasions recently. I can understand why some people sort of go. You know, are you really getting much out of those in-game interviews? There's been some recently that have been brilliant. There was one on on Friday night actually, and Nick Mullins had Scott McLeod, just as they were about to take a five-meter yeah. line. And he says, "Right, what do you do now? What's the call?" What, oh, is it was well, good. That I enjoyed that.
1: And he Middle did one, ball, one, he did one with uh, Pat Lam as well, and Pat Lam was like trying to get off the call because he wanted to go
3: and make some yeah. subs. <laughs> yeah, what was the? Um, do you remember the the? The nickname we used to have for uh, Stuart McCloud. I do. I do. Let's, let's it at that, shall we? I, I re- remembered it when he was on um, comms. <laughs> <laughs> times have changed. They have. <laughs> Probably
1: inappropriate. Um, So this, this game, I, I only saw, so I'd seen all the tries, but
3: I only watched, only watched the last 10 minutes or so live. Oh, so I, Okay, so let's piece it together. So we've got a 30-minute gap. We don't know what happened, but I know what happened in the first 40. Yeah. Tim, do you, do you have any idea of what happened I in this I was
2: one? drifting in and out.
3: Okay, so yeah. you, okay, so well, the last ten
1: minutes was very exciting though, because in the last couple of minutes, so Northampton got up to nearly twenty phases and had worked, say fifty meters up the field, in the last two minutes of the game, when uh, Harlequins are six points ahead. So bear in mind try. last week, yeah,
2: which Queens would have had that Quinch in their heads? Oh, here we go again.
3: Yeah. Well, watching Northampton today, first first off, they just couldn't catch the ball. I mean, that's the thing which really stuck with me. But it's not that he couldn't catch the ball. They kept on dropping it, which is a slightly different um They can catch it, Like three times in a row is your max. Oh, yeah. And then they'd be through. I mean, there was... When the are two tries up, I think it's Hutchinson screaming through two on one. I think they're going to finish this because they're Northampton. And he just pumps the ball, pumps it again, and then gets slapped out, out of his hand. Um, Dan Bega drops a ball just loads of skill errors which you do not associate with Northampton you know if they got their act together early doors you'd be looking at 50-40 rather than you know (laughs) because they they were good to go they Mm. were good to go they were doing everything possible to avoid scrums which is exactly the right thing to do and then after they interviewed um, the coach Northampton immediately won a scrum penalty and then they sort of uh, kind of got to parity for a little bit but yeah, you know, it's it was very much a, the game that we expected it to be. They're the, now
2: one, one and four, uh, no, one and three.
1: Uh, Northampton, won, yeah, one, one lost, one three. and three, yeah. But they've but, they've also got uh, two try bonus points and two losing bonus points. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So they're they're mid table. They're in eighth. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's about right. I mean, I, I don't really know. They need to win now. That's what I'd say hmm. because these pitches well, won't hold it forever. Yeah.
1: This this is the time where they should be winning. Yeah. Uh three out of four not losing three out of four. Like
3: they had a massive
2: amazing run at the end of last season, didn't they? Like one six in a row at the end. I
3: suspect yeah. they will they will do and again. And you know.
1: st- I think they started quite well last season as well. Mm. It's that that winter break. Yeah. Yep. Um one one thing to one thing to mention Tim, I've got a bit of a complaint about BT Sport. uh I I don't have many. Not but, enough cocker? Uh definitely not enough cocker. Yeah, I agree. Um so I've got two complaints about BT Sport. My second one is They've changed, so I, I almost... It's always, not,
2: not the win predictor. That's not what you're going to say. Not, no, not the
1: win predictor, <laughs> which um, has been interesting, certainly last week. It's um, just science, film. I generally watch one on my laptop, um, and I've always really liked the enhanced player, as mm. they call it. Yeah, I like the enhanced player. They've changed the enhanced player this season, and it's just not as good. It, it works okay on a phone. It just doesn't really work very well on... Um, a computer and there 's two things to it one it, it, it seems to just reset all the time when I try and go back through the tries but and that's a that 's a software issue there 's also a coding issue because whoever 's coding the games 's got a, a little placeholder to click to say, "Watch the Ben Earl try," and you click it and it puts you right as he's dotted the ball down (laughs) for the try. As in, you don't see anything other than the ball being... It's a tenth of a second before the ball is put down. So you see that... It's great for a TMO checking a grounding. Not not so great for a fan watching the rugby. (laughs) Exactly. But then the rewind doesn't really work and you can't click and drag the bottom, so you can't do it. Would you call it the diminished player? Thank you. I'll feed that back. Say say again, Jay. Would you
3: call it the diminished player? Yeah.
2: It is, it is until they sort it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: really not the enhanced player. It's not the enhanced player. Yeah, it's, the it it is is player.
2: I'll feed that back. I'll also peel back the curtain a little bit. I, so, um, I have a pair of red-wing boots. Of course. Which I I wore for my George McGuigan feature because I knew that there was no chance of a clash. But I have become very aware Lawrence Delalio has exactly the same pair of red-wing boots. Does he? Does he? And... I, I, so
3: I should get Wolverine boots but please continue oh, or Grenson yeah, yeah, no, or, oh, yeah, or, or RMs, no, RMS. That, I think that's Dave Flatman territory t- RMs yeah and any Australian I think t- but this is
2: it I think RMs you could have two people wearing all, the same pair of RMs it wouldn't wouldn't really matter that they're is kind true. Of, yeah.
3: they're, kind of, they're not a signature boot are they like no they're not a signature
2: yeah. boot like like a Red Wing Mokto but um, so Lawrence Lally has them so when I saw that I was working with Lawrence on Friday night I I had my red wings with me and at the very last minute I changed my outfit and went, no, I can't, I can't wear them. No, do you know And you I'm glad to do? I didn't because, like, lol, I had the, that same pair on and you can't clash. And, and because I just almost thought it's one of those situations where I've got to know my place. And he's, he's won a World Cup. So, I, so deference to, <laughs> yeah, to his shoes. Yeah,
3: but he's no, nobody in the podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. Good, good luck being the cornerstone of a radio show, lol. Oh, um, <laughs> your shoes polishable.
2: Yeah, I've, I've um, treated them with. I put some mink oil on them.
3: I this guess, weekend. Hey, you know, if, if they're polishable, the way you do. The way you get around this is just have your shoes in better condition than his constantly. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, might, you turn it into a real war, war of attrition. Every week, he's got to be, be on his guard.
2: I put a bit of mink on, oil on them, which is darken the leather slightly, which I quite like. It's, mm, nice, it? it's good. Nice.
3: nice. Very easy to darken shoes. Very, very. In fact, it's impossible to not. So, to do- to lighten yeah. them. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Hmm. Um, we let our listeners
1: down last week as well it's an apology for JB and me we didn't do our predictions last week didn't
3: we do them on the second podcast or did you two did you thankfully I bailed you out yeah, so it's an apology for me yeah basically yeah. I, I, and you I, would I have gone down. for
1: six home wins uh, I would have gone for Newcastle Sale Saracens Harlequins Captain Irish, Irish here. and Irish so you would have got, I probably would have gone for the I, I might have gone for extra over sale You know, might you
2: have gone for Bristol
1: yeah, I probably would have gone for Bristol.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't went for Bristol. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember I went for Bristol. Should we revise it on that whiteboard that we've got?
2: <laughs> any, any URC stuff, what's going on? Like Ulster, they'd become like Leinster, awesome.
1: didn't they? Ulster, yeah, Ulster. Uh, a friend of mine was over there actually. Um Ulster sadly lost to Leinster. That was a game that was a disallowed try in. Ah, uh, there you go. Um so I was getting confused between those two. So um, Ulster
2: were robbed, is what you are saying? Is to take uh, away.
1: Also uh, were robbed. Now Leinster, they just put so they're so physical. They put so much pressure on teams. It's very difficult to play against them. Um, and so Ulster ultimately was squeezed out. The Ulster did score a couple of nice tries late on uh, in the second half. but Actually, one of the one of the more notable things was that new Leinster kit, which is new. It's lovely. Mm, it is nice, it's really nice, with a slightly lighter blue. It's a bit like that. There's a, Tim, just to your right shoulder, the the no the the French the French kit, but the the colours of it. So the mid the mid stripe of that that's a, like a mid 2000s Nike blue. French kit. It's like the, the stripe of that is the main body of it. Nice with just the sleeves in a slightly darker like navy. Oh, I like it. But then it's got the little. Um, Yellow accents on it. Little yeah, gold, on the the gold accents, and they've got the four stars on as yeah, well. Yeah, it is nice. It's a really, really nice So, kit.
3: yeah, another big weekend, wasn't it, for the South African teams who I think are un- unbeaten? I think Bulls won, Some... Lions beat Cardiff, and. Is it Bulls and Stormers, Stormers un- beat un- Edinburgh unbeaten? Now, I wonder if you, the Celtic teams, in fact, all the teams in the URC are now starting to regret opening the door to South Africans. Because for whatever reason it was, since maybe the great Bulls teams uh, back in the day, South Africa has not really been very happy in Super Rugby. It's not—I don't know why it never worked out for them, but it just didn't it's seem to.
1: Not work. Clash of styles, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but they've—it's—it's it's been other than the Waratahs in whenever it was 2014. It's just been New Zealand teams.
3: Yeah, well, the Waratahs have won it. Uh, Reds won it. I mean, that might, be, yeah, Reds, that might Reds, be a decade ago now. Reds
1: is even older than the, the War yeah. Tars.
3: And then before that, the, it was, between um, you know, Brumbies. Anyway, it
1: doesn't really matter. But, you know, the, the, the last 10 had, years, it's been almost entirely Crusaders,
3: Canes, Highlanders. Yeah, I Chiefs. want to say Bulls have won it three times. I won't be surprised if it's back, at least twice. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's, that's going back over a decade. Yeah, that would be before 2012. Yeah, definitely. It, and this
2: is not relevant to what you're talking about anyway.
3: It kind of is, right? Oh, go on. So, it's been a long time since the South African team. Yeah, and I remember there was a tweet from Brian Majority, and he was commenting on a South African game. I can't remember; it was Curry Cup, but it had. Do you remember when they had the Marvel superheroes tops on? Yes, I and do. Brian Majority said, I "Imagine wasting the prime of your life wearing um, like gimmicky tops in a stadium in a stadium full of nobodies, something like that." Or yeah, empty stadium. Now contrast that to the scenes of the two South African teams playing in the final of the URC, absolutely packed the out. Stadium, yeah. I think the URC might have unleashed the beast for South African domestic rugby because they have spent, what, six months get, getting their act together. And since then, they've been absolutely flying. There's certainly more money in it now.
2: Well, I was going to say, they're, they're not going to be complaining about the money.
3: so Yeah. None of those talent. players
2: are going to complain that they still have jobs.
3: Yeah, but I just think like it's the rekindling of South African domestic... South African yeah. domestic rugby. We're looking at our attendances, and thinking, oh, Christ, this, this this isn't good. Well. And meanwhile, uh, in no, South let's Africa. see what the
2: attendances are like for South Africa. It, for the South African teams in South Africa against Dragons.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. separate. I mean, that's uh, it. All you had to say, Phil, on the Leinster kit, I was just going to look at a picture of it, it's, it's an Adidas kit again. It, been, is a, it is Adidas as well. That's it. It's, it's going to be class.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. It's, a, it's a lovely kit. That is a lovely kit. Um, should we get on to fixtures for next week? Let's do it. Uh what have let, we got? Let me find them. Uh Ulster host Ospreys. Come on, Ulster. Gotta be a big win. Yes. And then uh in the premiership. So Friday night, Bristol host Exeter. That will be interesting. So Bristol resting a few players. That's big with that's this game in hand. That's or big this game ahead. So both these teams have been now been beaten. Yeah.
2: Uh and yeah, it could be two defeats on the bounce
1: yeah for one of them for one of them or two winless on the bounce for both of them
2: mm. bristol are gonna have genge they're gonna have piet they're gonna have their big guns again
1: so well, um some of the big guns won't have semi i don't think won't have lua Tua.
3: i do, sorry i don't have the attendance figures for this week or indeed last week because i can't i can't find them but i can tell you in week one lions versus bulls got sixty two thousand people through through the door
2: Oh just oh, sorry, oh wow. sorry say again how many 62000 oh, well, Lions, Lions
3: Bulls that, that is a derby
1: isn't it <laughs> just uh, so, so, 62000 Joburg to Pretoria is like yeah. uh, Liverpool what? Manchester One
2: bit of news three players have been have withdrawn from in, the England training squad this is just the England training squad not the autumn international squad Jamie George Guy Porter and Jack Walker so two hookers have um dropped out and one center and the, so if if that was the case who would you who would
1: you call up if you're ready, Jones uh so, Jamie George is going to be playing outside centre. <laughs> um, or was going to be playing outside centre. Um, okay, okay, okay. trying to think who's in the team, who's in the squad. Well,
3: if Singleton's not, I'd look at Singleton again. Yeah, could have Singleton in there. Jack Singleton has me called that. Okay, so not him. Cowan um, Dickey will be there. Well, he's already in the squad. Right. Yeah. Um, who Who is left? Tom
1: Dunn, if he's fit. I think he's he's actually been playing well Someone in he has team. been
3: trying to carry
1: bath bless him Yeah, he has been carrying he has been.
3: Uh, the guy that he's
1: called up is George McGwigan. McGwigan interesting. Mm? So was mm. Blumier already in the squad? No. no. That's
3: in that is interesting. That is he's interesting. just playing games with those boys. I he's reckon I reckon
2: Eddie watch, watch the feature I did with George McGwigan and the hint that he would consider playing for Ireland
3: and uh, we're,
1: uh, uh, get him back in he hasn't no, played no. brilliantly no
3: no it would be someone in the you get him back <laughs> not, in now we, we can't have him going to Ireland
1: oh what hat was um, you're both American sports fans what hat was Eddie Jones I wearing in, know. in Newcastle it was like a maple leaf
2: yeah it's that is the Toronto Ma- Maple Leafs ah he was wearing that last week as well was he ice hockey team yes uh, and uh, he's also called up Adam Radwan
1: brilliant interesting well done. You probably thought Red scored that amazing try at the end.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you reckon that it's kind of like when Newcastle signed Shola Ramiobi rather than Jason Newell? because they got they got the mix because the scout got mixed up for Charlton. So. No way. Yeah, that, that is apparently Bob, Bobby Robson got them mixed up, so ended up with Shola. There, there Shola was another Ramiobi. one
2: where wasn't there one where George? Uh, no, George Graham Nunes got stitched up and convinced to buy what he thought he was
3: buying George Where's his cousin. K- cousin. Yeah, he he's brought just... him on half-time for Southampton.
2: Yeah, and then brought him off after seven minutes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you reckon that Eddie said, uh, get me the hooker from Newcastle? And the yeah. Scott went and went, is that the hooker from Newcastle? Yeah, get him in. Well, yeah, it was. He, he came in on the back row, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, and then BT Sports said, well, yeah, Eddie does like his uh, flexible Yeah, hybrid players. Hybrid players. Hmm?
2: Huh? But I think if you were going to replace Jamie George, then George McGregor a perfect replacement because he's that set-piece
3: Set-piece monster. Set-piece
2: uh, kind of hooker. Anyway, so we've got... I'm going to go for... Oh, I'm going to go for just... ever. Oh, I don't know. Genji's worth about six, seven points on his own at the minute. Are you, about,
3: are you thinking about fantasy rugby here? No, no, <laughs> no. no I, yeah. Br- uh, Bristol Chiefs, uh, going forward. Let me be very clear on this. Extra smash them.
2: I don't think Exeter smashed them, but Smash them. I think Exeter
3: win. Smash them. Give me uh, give me Exeter. Give me 15 points plus Ex- Exeter. No. Exeter,
2: then, Exeter by four, I'm going to say.
3: Although, to be fair, Pat Lamor already knows the result of this, because he knew the result of the um, Newcastle <laughs> game. That's why right, he's paid so much. It's yeah. It's supreme, isn't it? Uh, on Saturday,
1: we have only two games, because worcester Quins has been officially postponed. Um, we have Bath hosting Gloucester. Gloucester have only played two games, because they had a oh bye no. week and... Uh, missed. And another bye week, it sounds like. Well, this week will be another bye week. <laughs> and. Uh, prediction?
3: Uh, Gloucester. Five points to Gloucester. Only five? Sorry. Oh, four points plus a bonus point. Oh, okay. The actual, the actual Gloucester score by, Gloucester by 15. Yeah, about that.
2: I could see Bath winning this one. Uh, no, I'm going to say Bath. Gloucester will win it.
1: Bath are going to win this. Gloucester. Then. Tigers' sale. This Tigers will be a. T- Tigers need a win. <laughs> what well, 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 are they? That's Welford Road. So, this is Yes, yeah, Tigers are seventh in the league, mid table, in the Maya, Uh and it's at Welford Road.
3: Well, from what I can tell, Sale aren't obliged to rest anyone other than Tom Curry, and they've got a good replacement for him, so give me yeah. Sale. I did like having
1: uh, Dandapree and a brace of Curries. Yes. That's a nice back row. It yeah. is, isn't it?
2: Uh, I'm going to go for Leicester. Uh, Narrowly,
1: give me Leicester as well. Do you, well,
3: do you know who was scouting a Sale this th- this week in the Leicester crowd? Uh, the note, w- Sinfield, w- with a notepad. Sinfield, Jasper visa
1: Oh yes, he's yeah. Well, he's obviously Cobus. Yeah,
2: I know that because we got a message from someone saying they were at the game. I'm trying to find it. They were at the game and. Oh, BSB. Here we go. Yeah, BSB. Um, knowing how much you guys appreciate a BSB, this is from Otis uh, on email. Jones Donnelly? Yeah. Contact at gmail.com, a sale fan. I thought, it w- it, I thought you'd appreciate me letting you know that me and my son Matthew were fortunate enough yesterday at Sale v Exeter to be sat by a lot of Sale Sharks players from the men's and women's teams and former Sale player Josh Charnley. Matthew loved it, but couldn't stop himself from looking around and asking why the man sat behind us and three seats along was so big and strong, it was none other than Jasper Visa. He is huge. Quadzilla was in the building. He's a awesome. Big, he is a big, strong boy. By the way, I just want to say hello to. Um, I think it's Matt Cotton of the, one of the writers for the Times. Okay. Because um, he, uh, this isn't this isn't meant to be glib or anything. I appreciate that he listens. Okay. Cle- clearly listens, and I appreciate that he snuck in the phrase big strong boy yes. into his preview of the weekend can I just
3: say do you know who else listens who doesn't listen do no, yeah. you know who
1: definitely listens go on come
3: on Eddie Jones Radio, Radio 1 oh Greg Oh, James. Greg James yes Greg James. he mentioned us on his show uh, this fun. week yeah and um, <laughs> someone else that listens as well I'm just trying to find um, Ben Ainsley and wife jo- Georgie Thompson really yeah True, true story. Georgie Thompson, like Sky Sports, uh, old Sky Sports presenter. I'm not entirely sure if it is, but I just know that's her name. But I know that they yeah, listen. She,
2: she used to be a host on Sky Sports, and then she moved to go to some, like, big, I think she went to America to get a big gig then. Ben not, Ainsley, what a man he
3: is yeah. as well.
2: He's a proper well, man's man.
3: I, I guess this, you know, of all the rugby podcasts, the ones that would attract a man's man would be this one, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're not going to be listening to and some a, of the... Uh, and attract a woman who appreciates a man's man. Correct. Absolutely correct. Could not be more correct. <laughs> I was, I was
1: um, hearing our good friend, friend of the pod, Ollie Pool, regaling anecdotes of Ben Ainsley. Oh, of course. Up, uh, a couple of weeks ago, while we were running around flushing, uh,
2: yeah, I bet Ben Ainsley's sort of man with good stories. Stories of, oh. stories of the sea. Stories of the sea. a man
3: with the, with good stories as yeah. well. Although, from his sailing last week, you wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> Stalling the boats, come on.
2: Have we got any more games to cover? Or is that uh,
1: two, two more games. We have the Sunday games. Uh, Falcons host Saracens. Good luck.
3: Uh, Which, Saris. Yeah. it's was a good, great win. They'd need the rest of the Argentina team to, to win that. <laughs> <They> really <laughs> would do. Uh, and then
1: Wasps host Northampton. A million points.
2: Oh. Uh wasps oh right, I'm going to go for wasps after a bye week On the I night. think wasps could, could do it wasps there's, there's some, oh yeah there's there's the uncertainty yeah there is uncertainty I'll go saints give me give me saints yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point that yep uh, there we go right we, we're going to do a little Patreon pod we're seeing yeah, a try aren't we so uh, yeah patreon.com forward slash egg chases for more content otherwise thank you very much hit subscribe uh, tell you mate <laughs>
0: let the boys play let the boys play let play